so this is no sold episode 63 back in the saddle back again east west connection how you guys feeling it's, it's been a, it's been a, uh three weeks it's been a little while a little lapse in time feeling great lots of wrestling that i haven't been watching <laughs> because i'm sour grapes but still you know this old stuff is what keeping me going that's right dude how you feeling on the east coast spooky season looking forward to talking about this halloween habit an inaugural edition from our very own city of brotherly love love it yeah halloween havoc 1989 the very first halloween havoc i guess it's fitting for the season like you said halloween season's upon us spooky season we could have went back and watched any of them we talked about which ones would be fun last year we watched 97 i believe and we kind of competed with bad blood 97 wwf show compared the two that was fun we're going to be going straight up halloween havoc this year all the attention on wcw this was from philly which is even cooler right now philly feeling kind of good and bad depending on your time zone right now (laughs) recording this right before game seven of the phillies uh (laughs) series but yeah philly I feel like the Eagles are at least, I know you don't care about the Eagles, Frank, but nope. Eagles got us on a high right now. <laughs> Sixers nope. about to start a couple of days. I'll tell you what, man. I was thinking about the Sixers today. I just don't like that team. Yeah, I not hate excited. the owner. I hate the ownership. Mm-hmm. I hate the ownership. Like, I don't like the GM. Like, it sucks because I love basketball, but like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so hard, dude. It is like because I'm filled through and through always, yeah. but like it's just man, I hate this fucking ownership, man. I'm it's all tough. about the Flyers. Yeah, they, not, I know they I, they're doing team. well. I know that yeah. they're not like a good team, you know. But yeah. like, I just want them to show some character, show some heart. Yeah. So like I'm watching the Flyers and seeing if they make improvements. Sixers not excited for at all. I don't even know what to expect. I'll probably get into the playoffs. Some bummer, just, dude. You know what I mean? But like I'm not excited at all. You know, Cowboys, I think, are frauds. So, like, I'm not, <laughs> that's, I'm not putting that's your I'm not squad. Putting any weight in. I know. I just, I could, I'm not, I'm be honest. You lose by 30 to the Niners and you lose to the Falcons, whoever they lost to. It's like you're a real good teams won't lose that way. So, mm. they're frauds. I don't, I think everybody's kind of fraudulent. So, who knows what happens in the really, NFL? Yeah. In the NFL season, but and it's it, just sports. It's like, whatever. Phillies and Flyers is where I'm riding. The wow. NFL, too. And, like, Arsenal. it's, it's still early. It is mm-hmm. early still. Like, and they don't play in the preseason anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I think it's still kind of early to like. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, teams that are two and four like aren't out. There's eleven yeah. more games you get. You know, like yeah. so. Anyway, no one cares about that because <laughs> yeah. most pro wrestling fans don't even like sports. This is true. So let's talk about some, some wrestling, John. Well, like wrestling, most wrestling fans don't even like wrestling. I was gonna say, most wrestling fans, nobody hates wrestling like wrestling fans, (laughs) Mm -hmm. as they say, right? Nobody hates wrestling more than than wrestling fans. Uh, and we kind of fall into that category, yeah. The current day stuff, very hit or miss. We haven't really talked a lot about it since CM Punk left AEW. That's how long we kind of been on a sabbatical in terms of current day stuff. Uh, so much has happened since. And we're probably not going to talk about it right now because mm-hmm. we're going to go back to 1989 to talk about Halloween Havoc. Um, now, one of these days we'll catch up. We had we do have Survivor Series coming up in the WWE. A lot of rumors. Chicago hosting Survivor Series. 
Frank, you're going to be renting it. You're going to be watching it. Well, it's free if you have yeah, Peacock. Be, so there you go. For free, Fitty, I'll watch. Yeah, I would not get be it. paying for the pay-per-view. But, uh, get it Get it free while you can, pal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'll be watching just on the off chance that a certain somebody shows up. You know, I don't know anything about the card. Don't know mm-hmm. who's even going to be on the show. I don't even know when it happens. But I'll tune in that day and uh, hope CM Punk shows up. Other than that, oh CM Punk, that's who you were talking about, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that's, Rod Rodman, Dennis Rodman. That's true. The warm, uh, warm, hot warm. Rod, Rod the Bud. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, we do have Survivor Series coming up. Full gear, AEW full gear is coming up. Frank, that's mm-hmm. that's in your uh, town of LA, my neck of the woods. Yeah, which I may attend. Don't have tickets. I've been telling everybody I'm a game time decision. You know, that's how sour I am. You know, but uh. Yeah, I'll likely go to that. Won't be going to all the shows like I normally would if they were like doing the tour. But uh, yeah, like I'd probably be at the pay-per-view if I'm honest. You you should stop by an indie show. Maybe you can get some BOGO tickets from the big show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that. that was at OVW. Sorry, Paul White. Yeah, yeah. Paul White. That was at an OVW show. No, no BS. Oh, man, oh, man. Did you guys watch that Wrestlers documentary series on Netflix? Al Snow is in it a lot. It's the Al Snow thing. It's actually, yeah. I thought like I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I, and it's actually good. It's just watching Al Snow work OVW and book the show. And you see a few talents that, you know, are what they are. It's indie wrestling, you know, and it's an OVW, but it's is cool. Is it cool for see. non-wrestling fans or like, yeah, gotta be in yeah, it yeah, yeah. Now yeah. you, it's cool for non-wrestling because you see that and you, they have like a money man who doesn't quite get it. And he's like beefing with the rest. It's it's cool. It's cool That's to cool. see how that works, you know, and true, yeah, it's, it's a true behind the scenes. I, I recommend like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recommend it. Oh, well, then I trust you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I trust your taste. So with this one, we're going to go back, like I said, 1989, the Philly Civic Center, Duke. You don't think of that as the stadium or arena of choice mm-hmm. for any sporting event or wrestling event. But how about the Philadelphia Civic Center hosting a pro wrestling pay-per-view? I actually do think of that as far as like NWA wrestling, because like that's where they ran back in the day. Like I never went to that place though when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I only ever went to the Spectrum. And then when NWA eventually became WCW, I saw WCW uh at the center, whatever it was called that week. Mm-hmm. but yeah like the civic center was where it was at man back in the day yeah 15 20 minutes from where we are here uh on the east east side here duke and i but sixers back in the 60s played there but i don't think of it as like the place for the big no. time sporting mm-hmm. events or matches you're talking about a seven or eight thousand dollar uh person capacity so i just had a it light look good to <laughs> it looked like a good place to watch a wrestling show. Though. I like those smaller crowd when you could fill it up too. like that. Like it, yeah. you know, feels good. The ring was small. I don't know. I just and, thought it looked cool. You know, you got to remember too, like the NWA, even though like, like they would sell out and stuff, but they weren't big like the WWF, you know, they weren't yeah. doing the 20,000 people. Like I think during the show, Jim Ross, somebody, I forget who it's, it might've been Flair actually in a promo. It looks like, you know, 10,000 people. And like, he made it like that was a lot, you right. know, and that's a, that's a Monday night now, you know, yeah. that's double that really probably. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm not sure the attendance of raw, but I mean, probably over 10,000 now. Yeah. Over 10 every week. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're selling but, out um, Smackdowns right now. Like it's, it's insane. Yeah. The numbers. Yeah. Smackdown sold out like five weeks in a row or something. That crazy. Just sold like 14,000 for a Smackdown last yep. week. It's a boom, man. It's, it's another boom here. I don't know yep. where it's going to take us, but yeah, as far as this one, 
Halloween Havoc settling the score was the tagline. 7,300 attended this one in Philadelphia at the Civic Center. Rick Flair lied. Yeah, he was off by a couple thousand, but it's Flair. We'll forgive it. October 28th, 1989. So we're pretty much to the day here as we release Mm -hmm. this. Cool. Um, Very cool. And it's also, it's so fun to go back and hear young Jim Ross. Our commentators were Jim Ross and Bob Cottle, a different type of feel for Jim Ross here. The passion was still there. Did you guys get that right off the bat? Dude, I'm so glad you mentioned that because like it's in my notes. Okay. This reminds you why people call Jim Ross exactly. the greatest of all time. Like mm-hmm. that dude, like I literally have goosebumps mm-hmm. like talking about this because like I miss that about yeah, him. Yeah. You know, like mm. the WWE extinguished his fire, dude. It's sad. Cause like there's a generation of wrestling fans that say Jim Ross is the goat, but like it's, but it's like a different Jim Ross. You know what I mean? Like he still called it. He was always like the energy was there and stuff, but like, I miss hearing like the stories about these guys, where they went to college, what they did. Like he gives so much insight, like on, like throughout every match he's given you some kind of insight that like you never knew you're like damn that's really cool you know and mm-hmm. man he was this is so when i watched mid-south uwf wrestling that's where i first saw jim ross and i was like this guy is the greatest thing i've ever heard like his passion and like mm-hmm. his um his words that like lacerated like when he's been busted open like he made those words up in wrestling like he did that have been used after him. But, man, he's so good here. And Bob Cottle, you know, growing up, I grew up on him in the NWA. And he's another one of those, like, he's not the greatest, but, like, he's lovable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's got this, like, innocence, this, um, I don't know, this, like, innocence about him, you know? And, like, he treats it seriously like you know and i it was a pleasure to listen to these guys all throughout the show but jim ross like reminded me yeah during this like damn he was the man yeah like i had a similar thought where like when i as soon as you saw jim ross and i showed him and coddle together it was just like man there's a whole group like a modern day wrestling fan who think jim ross is like a hack you know what i mean and and in the same lips they praise michael cole you know, and it's like you guys have no idea like what you nope. missed out. Yeah, like, yeah, he JR is not the guy anymore. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it feels like he phones it in, but he's old, he's sick, it's whatever. But like when you see him back then, and the, you know, it's just man, so great. And also Gordon Soley, you know what I mean? Like backstage, yes. he's a, he's another generation's great of all time. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you get a glimpse of him as well doing his thing, and it's just like I'd even throw uh, Gary Michael Capetta's ring announcing in there. I always oh, yeah. fan. One hundred percent. I enjoy it for sure. You so know. like you all that put together, like compared to like modern day wrestling commentary, especially on yeah. like the big shows. You know what I mean? It's just like man, it's mm-hmm. a lost art kind of. I do like Excalibur. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he offers something, but uh, mm-hmm. outside of Excalibur, like I love Tony Schiavone. I'm just nostalgic for and stuff like that. Yeah. But, there's nobody who I'm like, oh, yeah. this is the current guy. day guys that have come along. I can't think of any. I mean, Excalibur yeah. is probably one of the better. I know you guys liked um, the guy that was in NXT a lot. He does MMA. What was his name? Uh, Mauro Ronaldo. Yeah. 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 I wasn't a big I'm fan. just used to Mauro, but mm-hmm. I get 
how he turns off people too because he's very excitable you know mm-hmm. morrow but like i've i've always i've heard Ma- morrow throughout at many mma organizations or like any kind of fighting sport to be honest so mm-hmm. yeah. i liked morrow mm-hmm. and to your point about uh gordon sully frank like that's jim ross's goat yeah exactly you know like and like to me all due respect to gordon sully he's not even close to jim ross yeah yeah that's how you i know felt. like jim you know? ross has never like he was just he got you so excited mm-hmm. and like like i said that insight that he provided like it was awesome man it was really cool like mm-hmm. once again you go back and you watch this old stuff and it reignites it for you man it really does it's like damn man this is why i love wrestling right here mm-hmm. like i want to know where fucking this guy went to school i, I want to know that he was an all-american you know what i mean i think that's cool like because he's treating it as an athletic contest. I like that. And it can oh, yeah. be showbiz too, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. I, I love the WWF too back in the day, but I just love that about him, how he treated it with such like sincerity. And he always gave us like background on all the guys and like this guy trained with this guy. And I learned stuff watching this pay per view. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. I always appreciated that too. JR with the insight, the deep insight into each character. So we did have Jim Ross and Bob Cottle commentating, Gary Michael Capetta ring announcing, Gordon Sully, like you said, Chris Cruz also backstage. (laughs) We'll talk about him maybe. (laughs) Referees, Nick Patrick, Tommy Young, referees of note on this card, and one Bruno Sammartino would be main eventing. Awful ref. We'll get to him, but awful referee, (laughs) Bruno. How about that, though, stacking the – the the legends into this uh pay-per-view pretty cool from that aspect i'll tell you what that main event there's five hall of famers in the ring yeah yeah. about that main event like crazy let's just talk about the main event is rick flair and sting versus funk and the great muda refereed by bruno sammartino it just doesn't even sound i know it's crazy real yeah yeah it's 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 a dream match Mm -hmm. a legit lots of cool dudes on this show you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like when i when i because like i did yeah. I went in blind on the show. I didn't even read like the card. So like I would see them Same. as like they came out and it's like, oh, okay. You know, some guys would cut a promo, which we'll talk about as they happen. But like, then I'd be like, okay, so here's the Steiners. Who are they wrestling? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's cool. Yeah. So this is the first mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc. Always been one of my favorite WCW mm-hmm. memories, having this kind of themed pay-per-view mm-hmm. in a way, you know, the Halloween mm-hmm. theme. Very cool. Well, something that WCW did right. And early WCW, very underrated, I think. Although, you know, some people will go back and watch it now lovingly. I think for a while it was kind of buried, mm-hmm. you know. Um mm-hmm. But I want to hear what you guys think. Until like that um, Nitro era, you know what I mean? Like they right. sort of overshadowed until the Nitro era. Yeah. Of. Exactly. So we're going to start it off. Mike Rotunda and the Z-Man, Tom Zink. You guys, uh, obviously, Duke, Tom Zink, a WWF WrestleMania three participant, had his shot, had his chance, if you will. Mike Rotunda, also part of the U.S. Express WWF. But here we are, WCW putting these two guys in a singles match. And Rotunda here... I'm curious to hear what Frank thinks because I know you probably didn't watch a ton of singles Mike Rotunda mm-hmm. from this era, or maybe you have. Yeah. yeah. No, um, no. great athlete, great, mm-hmm. you know, uh technician almost wrestler. But um yeah, yeah. what'd you think of the shape he was in, the ring gear, the whole uh, presentation of one yeah, Mike? You know, it was kind of b- almost bizarre for me. You know what I mean? Because I've seen Mike Rotunda obviously before he was IRS, but like not in a singlet 
not looking like a collegiate wrestler, not mm. being talked about as that kind of guy, you know? So like, for me, I was just like, Oh, look at Mike Rotunda, like actually, you know, wrestling proper, you know? And I thought it was, I thought it was cool because of that. And I probably favored, I gave this, I didn't give this match a great grade, but like that idea, just the fact that I was seeing Mike Rotunda do that kind of work, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Made me appreciate this match a little bit more than I probably would have. Yeah. Dukes, Tom Zank, the look is there. I would say mm -hmm. always has been um, the work. I don't think was bad by any means. I think he's every bit as good as most, most guys we see nowadays, but in terms of his technical ability, but uh, what do you think of this match? Hmm. Well, real quick about Mike Rotunda. It's funny because um, he was kind of like in limbo here. Mm -hmm. So the whole deal was like him in the singlet and everything. Like there was that whole varsity club thing. Mm -hmm. And like, that was cool. And like him in a singlet as a college wrestler surrounded by other college wrestlers makes sense, you know? So like here, I think this is like a year removed after the varsity club, like split up and he's still got the VC on his singlet, mm -hmm. you know, like, so it's kind of strange. And actually like pretty soon after this, he ditches the singlet and did you guys catch he was called like captain mike rotunda here yeah so because he was like the captain of the varsity club but after this it gets worse because he goes into he's wearing tights and he ends up wearing like a sailor jacket oh man and like a like a um what do you call it like the what was the skipper from like gilligan's island oh, like yeah you know that like hat like the skipper captain, hat yeah like he would literally wear that hat mm -hmm. too i just aged myself by the way took it literal island. but yeah the captain and he was like a captain mm -hmm. so it got even worse from like rotunda but you know these are two guys that can obviously work um and tom zink didn't have a bad career in wcw like both of these guys were tv champion um mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Mike Rotunda was tag team champion at one point with somebody here um, in the NWA. Was he really? Maybe, oh, in the NWA, yeah. Yeah, maybe like with Rick Steiner, Rick Steiner or something, or maybe U.S. tag team champions or something. But, but, you know, the varsity club was cool. It's just that this is after that, and it was like yeah. one of those weird, you know, the guy can work, so let's put him in the opening match, I guess. All right. But Mike Rotunda still rocking that gear. Um, Z man, and I love Mike Rotunda. You guys know that. Like, yeah, you put him over I've, every podcast it has. I've, ex I've expressed. Here we are love. again. Yeah, father of Bray Wyatt. For those mm -hmm. that don't know, rest in That's peace, right. Bray. Rest in peace. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's cool for me to watch him always. Like, how about you know the fact that um, match? for sure. But how about the fact that um, you know, like Rotunda teaming with Barry Windham in the U.S. Express, like their friendship, their he names his son Wyndham Rotunda. Like when you like, we don't talk about that, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome, you know? man. Yeah, they a... must have, you know, they must have been really close. Yeah. And like it's weird too, because you know those guys had separate careers. I know, you know? like so that was that, that just a blip in time. They were together, but it. they must have really yep. formed uh, a friendship, a bond. Yep. And you know, obviously he married his sister. You know, so <laughs> they were kind of linked, I guess, but. It is cool that um that that happened. That's a that's wrestling royalty, man. That whole family, like Blackjack Mulligan, Barry mm -hmm. Windham. It's like, another one of those families in wrestling. Yeah, man. They don't get talked people, about enough, probably. Now, but... like Bray Wyatt is a third generation wrestler. Like mm -hmm. that's that's cool, man. Was yeah. Rest in peace.
Yeah, rest in peace, man. Still cannot even believe that. Uh, every day, it's when I see his picture pop up. It's horrible. Um, so Z-Man labeled that by the ladies of the World Championship Wrestling, <laughs> Tom Zink, which is hilarious. This guy, Frank, for 1989 was considered a heartthrob with that <laughs> mullet and that, yeah. that body. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, can yeah. see it, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> um, this match, I think it had its, you know, its moments where they would do a little bit of a, we talked about this with the WWF back <clears> in the day, kind of the bursts of energy, the bursts of spots, and then a nice slowdown. There was a lot more holds. <clears> you had a, you know, scissor lock by Rotundo, abdominal stretch, things like that to just kind of keep the, the pace a little slower. But there were some bursts by Zink. Um, it went 13-23. The Z-Man gets the win, Duke. Beats your boy, Mike Rotundo. He does. And um, what do you guys think? Do you think they pulled a, a good match out for an opener? Is this uh, for you guys opening Halloween Havoc 1989? Would you rate it? Let me hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, like, listen, I think the match is fine. I don't think it's anything special. I don't... Um... Is it like the best opener? I mean, I don't know. I think the opener game has changed where they may try to make it feel way more important than this did. But, uh, you know, but I thought it was solid. I gave it um, using the no sold scale since I'm moving on from the stars. I gave it four out of 10. Wow, look at you. You know what Typical I mean? Like Typical Bret Hart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, four out of 10. Right. But like, that's not to shit on it in any way. You know, yeah. it is what it is. It was a fine little matchup, you know. Yeah. I, I wish and, Rotunda would have won, though. Yeah. And sometimes, as we've talked mm. about, you know, the obvious thing is the correct answer. Mm-hmm. And the right answer to this rating is a four out of 10, because that's mm-hmm. what I gave it as well. Well, I'm right there with you guys. I was at 3.8 <laughs> out of 10. Yeah, that's a four. If I round it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me just round well, them. I'm going to round, round it up. Let's round it up. Four out of 10 all let's around. I'll get on the same page. Table for three. We got four out of 10 right here. You know, it's funny because we talk about this a lot when we go back and rewatch old stuff. Like, I always try to, I'm like, all right, this is an opening match. Could this be on Dynamite this week? And Uh like, would fans be into this? And no, they wouldn't. No. No. You know, like. They'd have to cut out about five minutes of it. Yeah. Yeah, And like, this crowd wasn't even into it. Except, except. There was one young man at ringside, <laughs> and I hope you guys saw him. He was him. in a full Cleveland Indians outfit. Oh, I saw this kid. And he yeah. is the biggest Mike Rotunda fan. <laughs> Bigger than me, because this guy was, you got to watch this kid. I can't believe you guys didn't notice him. Yeah, I did notice right him. Right up front, and yeah, he is, him. he's all about it. So I well, wanted Mike Rotunda to win, if for nothing else, so this kid could see his dream come true. <laughs> watch it again mm-hmm. and actually i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a 4.5 for the kid okay. 4.5 for the kid in the braids gear and nice. sorry formerly known as the indians formerly guardian i i, I like the match i like the match fine you know it wasn't the work it's just i've never been a zank guy personally yeah. and um rotundo this is not my favorite incarnation i felt like the the single just didn't look right on him at this point with his body weight or something i don't know he, but he still moved really good he was still you know great worker what but, is your favorite incarnation of mike Rotunda? i like us express okay that's where i'm at with mike Rotunda right. back in the day uh the irs i gear. thought it i thought it might have been irs only because like that's like a very i know you love that time yeah i like us express wrestling. mike Rotunda yeah. for sure but anyway so that's what that's where we were at with the opener the opener of halloween havoc 89 Real it's quick, one more one more thing before we move on from this mm-hmm. the z-man undefeated up to this point how about that <laughs> in the undefeated streaks in wrestling 
sometimes they, they take on a life of their own and sometimes they they're forgettable. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned Chris Cruz, he's backstage with Bruno San Martino, who's going to talk about the big match later on the thunder, Thunderdome cage match. Easy for me to say Bruno, the hero of men, the uh, straight shooter, the, the, the grandfather figure to, to us when we were younger, if you've seen him pop up on your screen, you know what I mean? But, um, Duke, what do you about what do you think about seeing him in a WCW setting? It's funny. They actually had Bruno a couple times. And World it, Championship it, Wrestling? Yeah, like um he was at a Slamboree, I want to say. Oh, following like, this, right? Yeah, like Andre was even in WCW at one mm-hmm. point, like for you know, one of those deals. So it's definitely weird, but you know, Bruno for a long time was on bad terms with the WWF. So yeah. It was cool. Like, it was cool because, like, bro, we saw the great Muda in the same ring as Bruno San Martino. That's cool to me, you know? Like, I know it's, like, weird and stuff, but I like weird stuff like that, you know? Like, if you're telling somebody or somebody's listening to this, they're going to be like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. Terry Funk teamed with the great Muda Mm -hmm. and Bruno San Martino was the referee? Like, what? Mm -hmm. So I think it's cool. And I, dude, I love Bruno. Like my love has grown for him, like through this podcast, honestly, because like rewatching old stuff or watching it for the first time. So Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I love Bruno. Like you said, he's like the, he's our grandpa. Yeah. Like it's cool. And he's a man's man, dude. Sure. Still, still had a big chest here. Still ready to go. Yeah, still looks strong. Yeah, he did. Absolutely in great shape up until the end. God bless him. RIP. But you remember when he did his WWF Hall of Fame speech, WWE, like yeah. he was still very much mm-hmm. lifting and, mm-hmm. you know, you got to respect it. Or so, sure. yeah. So we we then go into a tag match, Samoan SWAT team versus the Midnight Express and the Samoan Savage, I should mention. It's a six man tag. Mm-hmm. Versus the Midnight Express and Dr. Death, Steve Williams, with Jim Cornette, a babyface presentation here. Yep. Rubs you all kinds of the wrong way if you're me, like the James E. Cornette sort of babyface yep. run. Uh, Paul Heyman, previously managing the Samoans here, but we get to see Oliver Humperdinck yeah. out there. One of my least favorite managers, sorry. For sure. I just For sure. never understood what he brought to anybody's character, <laughs> yeah. whether it was Bam Bam Bigelow or yeah. anyone. I just didn't. But with that said, what do you guys think about this match? I was excited going into it, and I just couldn't get into it. Like, I'm a oh, beautiful wow. Bobby guy. Listen, I I gave it, this is a spoiler, I gave it slightly higher grade than the opening match just because beautiful Bobby, Dr. Death, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, some of the Samoans. But, dude, the Samoan Savage, I thought he was brutal. Like, I couldn't mm. stop hating on him in this match. You know, he really took the match down for me because I just felt every time he was doing a move, especially with Bobby, it'd be like you would see it, it felt like Bobby was frustrated. You know what I mean? Like, with him, like, during the mm. matchup, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't get over that feeling like, man, if you weren't in this match, it might be a lot better. But, yeah. um, still like seeing the guys, you know, like it was cool to see. I thought it was a decent, fun match, too. And it was kind of long, I felt, but, um, Oh, it was very long. Yeah. It was very long. But um, Duke, we knew the Samoan Savage as the Tonga kid. Yeah. Or yeah. or Ta- so we're going back there. This is uh the <clears throat> Anoa family. So we're mm-hmm. we're all wrapped up here in the bloodline, mm-hmm. still yeah. even back in eighty nine. 
But what do you think about this? So first, I wanted to talk about um, the entrance of Samoan SWAT team mm-hmm. with the fire. I thought that was super cool. Me too. And I also like their ring uh, gear a lot, the white. Yeah. I thought that was super cool. So Savage, this, the only one not matching. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So for um modern day wrestling fans, the Samoan Savage is Roman Reigns' cousin. Just to give you an idea of like the rich history of the NOI family, but um, you know, we watch these shows and we always talk about how they mess the music up. Like you guys hear it throughout the night. Yeah. So like. I don't know if you guys know, but the Samoan SWAT team, do you know what they used to come out to? What? The, Hall- the Halloween theme. Uh, really? Uh, Michael Myers? Yeah, dude. Get the heck out of here. Awesome. Yeah. Like That would have popped me. Yeah. yeah. And That's like, what I would let Razor score. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, dude, mm-hmm. they were super cool. I like them so much more than like the head shrinkers version. Yeah. Cause like they were scary in NWA to me. Like I mm-hmm. thought they were like cool and tough and like, they posed a threat, and then obviously the Midnight Express theme—that's a goat to me. That's one of the best themes ever, and they don't have it here, unfortunately. Um, and Doctor Death, obviously, kind of in limbo too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Throwing them in with these guys, um, the Varsity Club's over by now. Uh, I always thought like Doctor Death was kind of like one of those guys that could have been something more, because like. To me, he had it all. Like, I thought he was charismatic. I thought he was believable. Mm-hmm. He was intense. You know, he was mm-hmm. likable. I always thought he was cool when I was a kid, even like thinking like, man, this dude's super cool. So I did want to just talk about like the the entrance and like the presentation. And, you know, we kind of miss out on that because of copyright and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into um the match you know john i'll let you go go crazy with it but i did want to just address that also you mentioned tommy young earlier he's one of my all-time favorite referees um unfortunately had a really bad injury i don't know if you guys ever saw his career ended he fell backwards and his head just hit the rope and he broke his neck and Mm. yeah that was it for tommy young um referee tommy young yeah very scary Hey, Duke, let me ask you, what is Samu's relationship to Roman? So, because you got Samu in there as one of the SWAT teams. Is he like an so, uncle or something? I I don't know. The only reason I know uh, Tonga Kid was Sika's nephew. Okay. I just remember that. I, I didn't look all into it. Um, okay. But I do remember that part. And Samu I think I said that makes him. Okay, Samu's there you go. So he's cousin. Cousin, another cousin. cousin. Yeah, about that. Amazing. And then, real quick about the commentary, like we said, you know, about Jim Ross providing insight. Um, did you guys hear like Stan Lane how he was discovered? He mentions that discovered by Ric Flair at a Mm -hmm. beach party, like just that little stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It helps. A funny little tidbit. Um, Bob Cottle calls. He calls them sweet Bobby and beautiful Stan at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and I That's just funny. thought it was funny. And I was hoping you guys would catch that. Sweet Bobby. And love it. The the no selling of the Samoan headbutt. Mm-hmm. Like when they get hit in the head. I never want that to die. Right. It should live I love forever. That. It should live forever. Mm-hmm. They, bro, uh, Cody should hit him with the the uh, you know, the finisher. 
the crossroads. At yeah, the, just get up. And just get up. It don't hurt yep. my head. Yeah. And then kick them in the nuts. Right. Um, the gear was cool, though. Like you said, they didn't all three match on the SWAT team. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like the white with the palm tree. You guys did like the white? Yeah. I did kind of like the white, even though, you yeah. know. You know, they're savages, but everybody actually in this match had pretty cool gear for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the Midnight Express looked cool, but do you guys like Dr. Death's singlet or do you like him in the trunks? I like him in the singlet. That's how I, I think of I him, though. Oh, so do you? I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the singlet is what I think. And... I like the trunks, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like the singlet. Not not everybody can pull the singlet mm-hmm. off, but he looks like a beast in it. I think he's mm-hmm. very cool, and I'm with you. He should have been more, could have been more. Maybe he's, you know, maxed out at what he what he was, which is still pretty damn good, I think. I mean, listen, the guy had a great career. In just Japan. Not and so much. Yeah, I mean, here, you know, like winning the UWF title, winning tag team titles, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's something. It's just yeah. like, <clears throat> you know, in all Japan, like he was a triple crown champion, you know. Um, he and seems like a guy that uh, Vince, if he would have got his hands on him earlier, maybe could have made. You well, know, even he, even when he did get his hands on him, finally, like word a I think late, Jr. Though, right? Yeah, a little late. Yeah. Jr. was talking about how like they bought him in to be a big deal, but they put him in that stupid brawl for all, and he got yeah. knocked mm-hmm. unconscious. And like any mystique that he had as this big, yep. you know, that's was he should have won it, right? Wasn't it built for him? To that's win? what they did. Yeah, they built yeah. it for him. That was the idea. So like. They, it would have been interesting had it, things gone to plan to see what happened with that. Would have had a whole different chain mm-hmm. of events, you know? Because yeah. I think he was brought in to fight Steve Austin, like something like that. Yes, yeah, like I've yeah. I've heard that. Yep, mm-hmm. it's crazy, dude. Did you guys um, notice? Um, he did the hoe at one point with the yeah, thumbs off. Yeah, like they they both did that, like mm-hmm. in the UWF, like they were so ready in the UWF. Dr. Death, guess who he teamed with in a babyface tag team, and they were UWF tag team champions. Who's that? The million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Oh, wow. Was a blazing babyface. I knew Ted was, but. So weird, dude. Yeah, that's a weird pairing. Um, I'll just say, so this match, you said it was a little long, Frank, or it felt a little long. It was 18 minutes and 23 seconds, so five wow, minutes longer than the, the first yeah. match. It's a long match. And the SWAT team got the win over the Midnight Express, Steve Williams. Jim Cornette, though, we didn't talk about him as a babyface manager here. Duke, I'll ask you, like, your thoughts on that? And does it ever resonate with you when you think about him as a, as a great manager, like this little run as a, as a babyface? So we didn't mention it in the first match, but did you guys notice, like, the Z-Man getting booed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Philadelphia was kind of, like, ahead of the curve as far yeah, as, like... Sure booing and so like the midnight express were cheered a lot as villains so it just got to be it was undeniable they had to turn them babyface and not soon after this they do go back to being bad guys but yeah. it just got to that point man you know what i mean like and then paulie had the original midnight express so you know Cornette was fighting paulie and you know it's just how it went man it was undeniable you know like they were getting cheered. They couldn't ignore it. So just so by default, it, Jim Cornette. Yeah, and it didn't last long, you know? Yeah, yeah. But this one, so like I said, it went 18-23. It was fun. I do like to see them before they were kind of part of the big the big show, if you will, the, the WWE platform, WWF, Rikishi, who was Fatu yeah. here, who was, you know, mm-hmm. part of the Samoan SWAT team. Mm-hmm. Just this bloodline still being relevant now. You see it back then. Some. 25 years later 30 years later um 35 years geez actually so you go way back 
Rikishi's okay. career is great too. You like if you really look oh, at yeah. that, it's like all time. If he was a wrestler today, they'd be calling him the goat. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I was thinking about that because yeah. he he spanned generations. So he, long. Who would you can name the guys he was in the ring with? Just yeah. face oh, yeah. to face. Everybody. Um, yeah. And all kinds of different um, incarnations, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. you know. Even though I wasn't huge on the baby phase Rikishi run, it was cool no, for sure yeah. for him for his career. He, he got over. He, it. he, he got, got over it another exactly. Yeah. And I think that he did better than anyone thought he ever mm-hmm. would. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, also another cool thing you mm-hmm. mentioned that like Paulie previously managed managed them, and like that's crazy when you think yeah. about the entirety of the bloodline and like. Yeah, all he's yeah. with Roman Reigns now, you know, like, yeah, that's really cool, man. That's really cool to think about when you think about that stuff. They don't talk about it enough on WWE programming, I guess. Well, that wrestling bit. didn't exist until nah, yeah. the Attitude Era. So, right. dude, I just imagine if they would just acknowledge history, you know what I mean? More so, right? No. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, you know it's just back, like, I think cool. last year, cool. last year they uh, they yep. brought out Afa, I think, and um, they did put the yeah. thing on Roman, yeah, 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 like that was that. cool. Yeah, yeah, like coronate him or whatever it was, like the officially mm-hmm. become the tribal chief. No, isn't they that, isn't they, that what it was? Yes, it was right, exactly. Yeah. But so that's more than a year ago. But they, um, man, that family, we said it yeah. before, like something, something about their, you know, constant uh, yeah. appearance in the in the mm. wrestling world is interesting. Like especially mm-hmm. the WWF because and it's not almost wonder. Soon. Yeah, we almost wonder what do they nope. know or what's. Yeah. What do they know to keep them happy and uh, satisfied? Yeah, it's crazy. And Frank, your boy did get the the pinfall here, the Samoan Savage. I know, yeah, crazy. How about I that? just thought he was a clear last place, and like if we're ranking the guys in this match, yeah. and like the oh, watches yeah. and his timing was weird, and and like I'm not a hater of the guy. It was just in this match, I was like, "You're killing me, dude! You're killing me." Well, you know, Sweet Stan Lane was going to be the one to take the the pin, mm. if, any, if anything, though. I mean, it was. Uh, I didn't obvious. think they would lose. Oh, really? No, I thought, I mean, I thought for sure. Yeah, I think, I, I guess I was surprised as well. You know, and yeah. I guess I was surprised that the Samoans took it, but. Yep. I was Even uh, like a rocket launcher there. Yeah. So the Samoans win 1823. What you guys rate this bad boy? Real quick. I gave it a four and a half out of 10. Um, You know, slightly above the, the first match. I, it was cool to see the guys. I'm a beautiful Bobby guy. So that's cool. But um, yeah, it was what it was. It's funny. I find myself enjoying these weird like mm-hmm. six-man matches which i never knew that about myself but i actually enjoyed this i gave it a 5.5 out of 10 mm-hmm. like i didn't think it was like yeah. must watch but like i watched it intently you know yeah. like i enjoyed it a lot i'm with you i love beautiful bobby that's another guy that's extremely underrated and i love dr death i like the simone swat i like sweet stan mm-hmm. i like the simone swat team i don't dislike tonga you know, so um, yeah, I liked it. All was good. I'm right smack in the middle of you guys, four and a half out of ten. So we're on the general, general uh, five out of ten, I should say, oh, between okay. your four and a half okay, and his yeah. five and a half. So I'm at a five out of ten, dead smack in the middle. I liked it a little better than the opener, but it was a um interesting, I guess, like grouping when you see Steve Williams with the Midnight Express. Did that happen a lot, dude? Because I don't remember seeing that no. ever. Also, the power of Doctor Death was crazy in this match yeah i don't want to just gloss over that no he, he showed slamming these dudes yeah he showed up it was nothing and he was like just fired up he was just yeah. great endurance Inten- yeah. great intensity yeah no doubt so we go back we're gonna be with gary hart and terry funk gordon sully 
He's in a dark room with these gentlemen. <laughs> um, Terry Funk in Philadelphia, a storied history, if you think about it. But Funk here looking oh, yeah. different than the ECW days. Still look, <laughs> I mean, he was still very much in great shape at this he point. Was he was ripped, dude. Yeah, yeah he was. He was. He was, <laughs> was looking really good here. He Maybe the best shape of his life that I yeah. can remember. I thought that because when I saw him, I was like, "When does Terry look that good?" You yeah, know what I mean, like, because he looked, he looked real dangerous. You know, like, he's he's thinner. Mm-hmm. But like he's got that like long lean muscle. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Funk says he's gonna turn flair into fried chicken. <laughs> That's the best line of the night. Because when he hits the chair, this chair's gonna the cage is gonna electrocute him. <clears throat> Funk had the best insults, dude. Like he always went to would, food though. <laughs> but he would never egg sucking dog. Yeah. And he called Flair a banana nose. Yes, he goes to food, man. (laughs) Banana nose is accurate, though, for Flair. (laughs) Or trips. Banana nose. I know, it's like, it's not mean enough in a fight. Because he's about to brutalize you, but just a banana nose. Yep. So that was fun, though. I I mean, if anything, go back and look at this for Terry Funk's shape he's in. Yeah. 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 Nah, this is, it's definitely worth, I mean, just the weird... Terry Funk teams with the great Muda. No, I know the promo That's though. Cool. It's 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 yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. real. The presentation of Funk here looks great. And Gary Hart's a good talker, underrated as well. Underrated. Gr- a good book Agreed. too. If you could find his his autobiography, Gary not Hart. easy to find. Yeah, Very not, one of the hardest. Yeah, one of the hardest find. I I read online. Like I don't even. Mm. I've never even read a physical copy. But yeah, very hard. But it's a good book. Yeah. So we go into the next match, and Duke. Maybe you can shed some light on the Cuban assassin. It's Cuban assassin versus I, Tom. I can. Versus I can shed some. Light. Okay, good. Cool. I have no and I'm idea I'm happy that you asked me because. Well, let me just say his opponent, Tommy Rich. Yes. Versus the Cuban assassin. That's our next match. Tell us about the Cuban assassin. Tommy Wildfire Rich. All right. So the Cuban assassin obviously kind of favored a certain Cuban. <laughs> yes. Fidel. Clearly, he, was, he yeah. was known as Fidel. Yeah, they mentioned but, that. Something super interesting about the Cuban assassin. He has a famous wrestling referee cousin. And it is the man that calls it right down the middle. <laughs> Mr. Bill Alfonso is oh, really? the Cuban Weird assassin's thing. cousin. That Isn't is that something? Yep. Oh, that's so bizarre. A lot of yeah, ECW so, uh, lineage here. Yeah, ties. Yeah. Ties, yeah. So he takes on, like you said, <clears throat> Wildfire Tommy Rich, who is largely recognized as the worst nwa world champion of all time um you know for that time because Mm -hmm. you know we've had plenty since then but he beat harley race for the nwa title and i think they immediately realized what a mistake that was because Mm -hmm. he lost it in five days Mm -hmm. Jeez, it's just a weird i don't know if they were going for the moment i don't know if (laughs) There's an old joke that he owes Harley Race like a hundred bucks or something. I don't know, <laughs> but funny. yeah, not much to talk about here, unfortunately. No, I do want to ask Frank because you probably know Tommy Rich from the FBI, ECW stuff. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. imagine, mm-hmm. right? But um, to hear the the previous run he had, like beating guys like you know, and he and won lots of titles. So you know, like over yeah. the years, you know what I mean? Like he had a career, like you know, and it's also judging off this match though, it's like oof. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever hear of like the last battle of Atlanta? Yes. Tommy Rich and Buzz Sawyer. Like mm-hmm. that was a big deal. They like mm-hmm. apparently shut shit down. Like mm. that's how like popular this match was. It was a steel cage match. But you can watch that on YouTube if you're interested. 
yeah. Klaus Sawyer infamously known as like a legit top guy and badass, a big badass. Tommy Rich, yeah, how about that, man? I, this presentation of Tommy Rich, he's a young man. He's looking good, but it didn't truly resonate with me because we're talking about this Cuban assassin who, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know how much work he did before or after this, but he seemed mid to say the least. I don't know. What, what, he what, was he was around though, like in the NWA. Like, did he go on? Was, what was his other uh, names, or was this always? He like, was. He know. was. He was Fidel. They did like a um, I don't know if you guys remember. They did like a a tag team tournament, and it was like all the countries. Mm. Yes, like he was. Mm. I'm pretty sure he was part of the Cuban team. Like Naturally. it might have been like him and Ricky Santana or somebody like that. Wow. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he was like a job guy. He was a 63 job guy. years old now. I just looked him up. Yeah, from from Cuba. Yep. yep. Here he is. Um. Been married four times, if that matters. And, uh, <laughs> oh, we got it. Uh, oh, he worked under the destroyer moniker, but not did, the destroyer, yeah. obviously. Yeah, not the guy. It was funny is I was just looking at that too, John Boy, and he also went by the Boricua, which is a Puerto Rican, and then yeah, he went yeah. by El Cubano, which is a Cuban. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, and then he went like, by David Patterson, which is very white. <laughs> <laughs> guy's actually funny, underrated here. His range Listen, as yeah, a yeah. former, exactly. You know. So maybe we came on. Now, was he camera. part of Los Bariquas or was that just like a one? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. He was, he was the OG, OG yeah. Bariqua. They stole about, his name. Yeah. So uh, how about him? Right, wrestled Ric Flair to a draw, 60-minute Broadway draw as Top Gun. His name was Top Gun. Oh, Hearts Unknown. Wow, Hearts that's, Unknown. Actually, that's actually a name. Was that in the World Wrestling Council? That yeah, You are correct. Yep. WWC. I remember no bullshit i remember reading about that guy in uh like pro wrestling illustrated it's so, like okay. a like a myth that's uh yeah. true i guess I'm pretty good. cool so that's our uh that's our story it's oh, like uh never talked another, about another guy though uh sabio vega frank your guy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he wrestled in there as mm -hmm. tnt yeah that was like that same time to give you an idea of how long sabio has been around yeah for sure so what you guys rate tommy rich and the cuban assassin I gave it a generous two out of 10. <laughs> and I think that's very generous. Because mm -hmm. on my rankings, I still give the stars in my little notepad where I keep everything. So it's fair. I gave it one star, two out of 10 on no sold scale. You know, it is what it is. It's very boring. Cuban assassin, no offense. He didn't look like he offered much. Tommy Rich also looked old in there. Um, and I don't even know his career like that. I'm assuming he's way past his prime at this point. But uh, yeah, just you know, nothing special. Jim Ross actually talks about that during the match. He took like a sabbatical, like mm -hmm. he he didn't wrestle for like a few years. Um, well, what's like, what's interesting about that is he was only thirty three at the time. So just think about yeah, how that's like you're older than him. Yeah. Of, <laughs> of guys now, you know that's yep, it's interesting. But yeah, uh, you know, normally. In these kind of matches, like in Philadelphia, they'll just cheer for the bad guy. So they at least have like that, but like they can't cheer for a Cuban. Right. In, yeah. Like, yeah. In yeah. 89, God forbid. Yeah. They booed every guy that wasn't, you know, they booed Tommy Rich so hard. They yeah, did. Yeah, and that's, him, yeah. <laughs> that's my point, though. Like, yeah, they didn't they didn't have any interest. Yeah. You know yeah I mean? No they, interest. Yeah. They couldn't cheer the villain. But they couldn't cheer this guy, so it was just boring chance throughout it. So can we talk not about much the to finish? talk about, uh, talk about the, the worst? Finish, <laughs> that move, 
is probably my least favorite finishing move in the history of the business. Doesn't the seem Fez, like it should be a finisher. Yeah. The Fez press, yeah. but it was go ahead, Frank, talk about it. The sloppiest Fez press yeah, you'll sloppy ever see. Fez like, press. And like yeah. I didn't even think, you know, I look at that move as a transitional move. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like he does the Fez press, and then I'm like, oh, he's going for a pin. And it's like, oh, that's the match. I was like, okay, I guess I'm glad it's over. But uh I thought he might be like if he was dry humping him, like yeah. he was thinking, you know what I mean? But strange. That was that. It's uh you can skip right over this one, guys. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah. no disrespect to Tommy Rich, you know, yeah. he had a cool career. He had some, you know, he did some things, but <laughs> this one, one out of ten. Yeah. Once again, right in the middle, you guys, one and a half out of ten, being generous. The thing is, um, you know, Tommy Rich respected by a lot of like the generation around us, like the guys that became pro wrestlers, like a Colt Cabana, like the, those guys, you know, idolize like Tracy Smothers, Tommy Rich, like they're just big fans of these kind of um, obscure guys, you know, and he has his fan base. I'm sure he had, a, you know, great career, but um, this one did not work. Yeah. And and we're uh, we're on to the next. So, Duke, this next match. um. We're going to get into it in a minute, but first, Gordon Sully's with the Freebirds. Michael Hayes here is all kinds of fired up. His charisma is <laughs> – I feel like this is the first time the show gets started, if that makes sense. Like, I know the Midnight Express are cool, but, like, Michael Hayes, man, this guy is – he's here to kind of just bring all the energy up to a million. And their entrance, I'm kind of jumping ahead through the interview, but we got the Freebirds versus Dynamic Dudes, who we will, we will have to talk about their fucking entrance with um jim Cornette, but um what about this uh incarnation of the free birds and where they were at this point baby faces champions were you into this match they actually were not baby faces here is that right it's just philadelphia once Seriously? again yeah oh, wow. they're cheering because look at the opponent right but they were they're presented guys so, and- um yeah, they were they were endeared by this crowd for sure. Yeah, but if you watch these old like shows, like the Midnight Express, the Freebirds, like they always got cheered in Philly, man. Mm-hmm. They just they just like these kind of dudes. And you're right about Michael Hayes. I mean, you can say what you want now. It's kind of like the Jim Ross thing, you know, because he's become a caricature. Yeah, <laughs> basically, like. Michael Hayes is kind of like a joke almost now. You mm-hmm. see like memes with him and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, because he wears a fanny pack and like this, that and the, and they make fun of how he dresses. And mm-hmm. but like Michael Hayes. Once again, Jim Ross here to educate us. The first pro wrestler to come down to the ring with music about Michael that. P.S. Hayes. It's crazy. It's a Everybody does it now. But yeah, how about yeah. that? Like. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine silence when you come to the ring you know like that dude originated it man so like he's a big deal in the history of pro wrestling he is you know what he's become is another thing but yeah but also he's obviously a dynamic character you know what i mean just like watching the promo and then watching the match you know what i mean like the entrance yeah everybody on the card so far up to this point doesn't match exactly what that guy you know is bringing like look wise personality wise entertainment value wise you know so like it was cool i mean because like i actually ended up enjoying this match like a little bit you know i'm not crowning it or anything just probably my highest grade of the night so far and it's just because i found those guys appealing and i like 
you know, I'm a, I'm a Garvin household guy. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I always like Jimmy as well. And, you know, I just thought it was fun, you know, and, it, you know, I, I have an ECW love. So to see franchise or, you know, not so much ace, but, um, ace, ace. you not Johnny ace, but, uh, you know, I ended up having more fun with this than I thought I would, but like the dynamic dudes. Wow. But like, <laughs> I know. What a, what well, let me ask you about the dynamic dudes um, entrance, because like the Freebirds entrance was amazing. I feel like they, yeah. like I said, we got them on their feet. Even if they, if you were not a fan of them, you can't deny the character. Like you said, the charisma of Michael Hayes and that guy wanted to be a rock star. Clearly like this was his yeah. outlet to be on a stage and have that presence. And I respect it. The dynamic dudes, though, you come out, Jim Cornette's, they carry their skateboards to the ring, <laughs> right? Like, we're, we got skateboards. We're just going to carry them all the way to the ring. And then my favorite part is they get this little kid out, and they're, like, posing with him. And Johnny Ace is, like, posing into the camera, like, thumbs up the kid. And Shane Douglas has to tell him to turn around and look at the other camera. And this, this doofus is, like... So it's not like Johnny Ace is such a doofus. Oh gosh. But um like their gimmick, this gimmick is like pick it, pick two names out of a hat, but we got an idea for a gimmick, right? Like mm -hmm. these guys didn't scream skateboard or mm -hmm. young no, for sure. me at all. I don't know about you guys, but how old was do you I gotta look it up, but like how old do you think these guys were here? Um dude, Johnny I, Ace I looked like he's 42. Sure. Right. He, right. But he looks old, eh? Johnny Ace, you know what I mean? Like he's always looked old, in my opinion. No, for sure. So it's and so for sad. those that don't know, Johnny Ace, brother of Legion of Doom member, Road Warrior Animal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how about that? Another man. wrestling family. How, how about this for a trivia? Where was Johnny Ace born? No. Hometown. Hometown. Is it in the United States? Yes. Okay. I'll give you a hint. It's somewhere very, very close to you. <laughs> oh, wow. Trent, New Jersey. <laughs> Philadelphia PA. Oh, Get wow. out of here. Wow. That's yeah. Funny. Who would have thought that? Because this crowd certainly didn't know that. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, did. right. Yeah. You're you might have got a pop for that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was actually 27 in this match. Johnny okay. Ace was. That's funny. Somewhat of a dynamic dude still, I, I guess. Um, but weird, weird time. Shane Douglas. Um yeah. it's such a I just don't like talk about a guy ricky steamboat could never be a heel shane douglas could never be a baby face no, in my exactly. eyes no i feel that way mm. he just doesn't seem like a likable person right mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like if you're not likable you just have to embrace the full heel and just elevate it or take it to whatever level you can you know because coming out with a skateboard you know it's just never going to work or a school teacher even when he did that you know none of that stuff ever makes did sense you guys catch you know? that because that. we talked about like jim ross and his insight Mm -hmm. Jim Ross mentions how like both of these guys are college educated mm -hmm. and uh, Shane Douglas graduated with a degree in teaching. Oh, how about that? Yep. And it's I'm sure caught a glimpse yeah. of that, right? 100%. He went to WWE. What do you do? And pal? Then, that's it. I yeah, guarantee sure. you that's what happened. Sure. Well, I have a degree Funny. in teaching. Yep. Jim Ross, once again, on point in this yeah. match. Awesome. Yeah. So, Michael Hayes, I guess this is up there for him in terms of his legacy, right, Duke? Because it's probably a, a little later in the game for one P.S. Hayes at I this mean, point. Michael Hayes. He'd be, 30, he'd be only be uh, 30 years old, believe it or not. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's he really had a crazy good. career, dude. Like, he's had a crazy career. Mm -hmm. still going. Like, Because, I mean, they had the whole 
This is after the Von Erichs. That's yeah, what I'm exactly. saying. Like, it's only 30. It's crazy. Yeah, how about that? Like, you know, he had a whole thing. And then he goes on and he's with the WWE for, what, 30 mm-hmm. years? You know, mm-hmm. like how I don't know how long it's been now, but. What time. happened with him? Because, um, so 35 years old, he joins the WWF roughly. Okay, and, yeah. And, and that's and then he's, an, he's just an announcer, like never stepped foot in the ring in the WWF. So I guess it was. I mean, I'm sure thing. he was probably. Vince probably you know he was probably on the booking team or in the room you know what i mean mm-hmm. like a lot of those guys were like raven was on you know right the, the creative team you know so i mean he definitely i mean look what he's done right like he definitely had some more to give to the business you know um yeah. for all these years like and he's still there he's still employed he like and just there's... produced like a high profile match recently like something yeah. that the wb fans loved recently i saw he was one of the producers of the match you know what i mean it's like he's still doing it and like scandals there's been oh yeah countless (laughs) he's always made it through you know like crazy yeah a life life hardy boys (laughs) that's true yeah as a manager of the hardy yeah that's very true with them remember he's rocking the pants with them yeah the pants and the shirt rosa mendez remember Mm -hmm. that thing yeah so we got more um i'm noticing like this ecw flavor here before ecw but you got shane douglas here we just had tommy rich before that we were talking about um bill alfonso and just Mm -hmm. the connection there but this match 11 minutes and change i think um i'm with you frank like this probably was my most enjoyed up to this point because of the energy because it was like a little brighter it was a little more I guess a little more fast paced. Mm-hmm. The right though, length. I mean, the right length. Yeah, this, the was right 18, length. Yeah. this was 18 minutes, like the match before probably yeah. drops a score, you know, but mm-hmm. 11 minutes, I was like, okay, I could live with that. And it's natural chemistry, like the free birds, the way they just, mm-hmm. they're just one, one in the same in terms of their chemistry and they get the crowd into it. They do, mm-hmm. this crowd was dead, let's be honest, up until this yeah. match for the most part. Like, yeah, this was a very high, you know, high energy match. So what'd you guys rate it and what you guys think overall? of the actual action. I thought it was mostly fun because of the free birds and the hot tag, like moment and like the ending with Michael Hayes, but I only gave it a five out of 10. It's my highest mm. so far of the night, but five out of 10, I thought it was fun. I thought it was enjoyable, but I was really surprised how much I enjoyed the free bird. Cause I haven't been like a free bird mark or anything like that. So mm. even watching that Texas stuff, you know, so it's, I just, uh, I, thought I was surprised by how much I enjoyed Michael Hayes, to be honest. Hmm. Duke, what about you? Where are you rating that's, this bad boy? That's good. I'm glad, you know, he won you over. That's mm-hmm. the cool thing about watching these. You know, you're going to see some guys and like, like, oh, man, he's pretty cool, actually, back yeah. then, you know? um, One thing I do want to talk about the finish, because I always thought that was a cool-ass name for a finish, you know, as far as their gimmick. So the dynamic dudes would do like a double slingshot, mm-hmm. like belly-to-back suplex, and they called it the wipeout. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. You know, I just yeah, always yeah. like, I appreciate this the gimmick. They look like a tag team, right? Like, yeah. You knew who the teams were. They dressed the same. Like I enjoyed that. Um, mm-hmm. They go for the big wipeout. Michael Hayes grabs the finish or the foot. Jimmy Jam on top. One, two, three. I gave it Bret Hart special four out of 10. Mm. I'm with Frank five out of 10 tied for my favorite match here. I think it was mm-hmm. good energy. Um, Duke, this is your favorite incarnation of the Freebirds, or no? Were you Jimmy Garvin? Were you Buddy Roberts? Are you? We talk about all the time, like what we grew up on, and mm-hmm. we're always gonna like, you know, gravitate towards that. 
these are the free birds, you know, as yeah. far as I saw, like I saw some of them in the UWF, but I was always, I always liked gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. So, you know, I'm sure that there are other stuff's, you know, awesome, but like I'd lived this. So mm -hmm. I kind of have like a fondness for it. So they're my free birds. And Jimmy Garvin was always kind of a honorary free bird anyway, mm -hmm. even in world class. So we go back. We're with Chris Cruz. We got the Steiner brothers. <laughs> this was an, an interesting promo because oh I don't know how familiar you are, Frank, with this Rick Steiner, the version of Rick Steiner that's um, somewhat brain dead, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just thought that was him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think it was a gift. Might be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, Scotty Steiner, um, a day de a debuting just a couple years earlier, a young Scotty Steiner here, but um, looking great. What do you think about the Steiners? Like how we talked about IRS or Mike Rotunda having a great career. The Steiners like rubbing elbows with some of these teams through the years, like. It's weird to th to think about how they would go all the way to the up the end the, to the NWO years, and here they are like on the same card with, you know, the Freebirds or whatever. Like people don't realize Scotty and and Rick's, I guess, like length of time as mm -hmm. just the just, just the amount of time they put in. But it was cool to see them in in this one. I think. I think that's what popped me for like why this uh, I was so into this match, just the match up. You know what right. I mean? Seeing the Steiners. Um, then they come, they they have a match against Doom with woman, you know, which I'm a woman mark. So it's like all of it. I was like interested in all the moving pieces of this matchup, you know. And so I was like very in from the jump. As soon as I saw Doom come out, I was like, oh, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, Duke, this has um one Mike Zern written all over it here. You got the exactly. Steiners. I thought, of Zern. I thought of Zern. The Steiners and Doom. Doom with the masks here. Because we yeah. eventually have the Doom without the masks. Yeah. Ron Simmons, Butch Reed with woman. Good call there. She's looking excellent here on this card. Mm -hmm. At this point, known as Doom 1 and 2. Yeah. Right. Doom 1 and 2. And they would get them confused. You know? like, I'm just tell. guessing. You yeah. can't tell who's who uh, when they have masks on, I guess. Um, but the recipe certainly is here for one of our favorite moments of this show up to this point did it deliver it went 15 minutes and changed but what'd you guys think did it deliver for you guys so i talked earlier about like the dubbing over of the music mm. so this one really sucks because at this point do you guys know what the steiners came out to don't steiner line song was it no welcome to the jungle uh -huh. oh. yep no, so no. like that would like yeah. the crowd would like so the crowd's popping for that. It's 1989. Guns N' Roses mm -hmm. is a big deal, you know? So, like, that sucked that we didn't get that. Um, big time. If you guys, like, I love the Steiners. They're one of my favorite tag teams ever. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful that they're in the Hall of Fame, like, because they absolutely should be. Like you said, John, the longevity of these yeah. guys. Like, especially, I mean, and then Scotty just has, like, this whole other career mm -hmm. as Big yeah. Papa Pump, you know? like. Um, so yeah, I was into this too. Um, not to get morbid, but like a lot of times we watch these old shows and we're like, damn, that guy's dead. That guy's dead. Not a lot of that in this show, which I was yeah, yeah. super yeah. thankful for. I know. Unfortunately, Nancy, we know what went down with her. The yeah. first one that at this point I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. this is actually cool. Like, 
none of these people are dead. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, weird, but... um, sadly, beautiful Bobby just a couple years ago, unfortunately. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't but, like. But no, it wasn't on, all the. Yeah, you gloom. put on and like Doctor Death had passed away, right? You know, but yeah, yeah. like you put on a rumble and you're like, oh my god, the ten guys in this ring are dead. It's yeah, always yeah, comes exactly. to mind. Yeah, yeah, like it's a bummer, but. I didn't get a lot of that here, so that was cool. Um, mm -hmm. The crowd was, I think, into this. They loved the Steiners. Um, when Scotty did that Frankensteiner, mm -hmm. forget it. Like, the mm -hmm. place, because that was, I mean, once again, 1989, man. Like, a Frankensteiner. Like that. But, dude, they were tossing these guys around, yeah. like, with Germans yep. and all types of stuff. That yep. I was like, man, these guys are, so, you know, I, that's right up my alley. So I'm yeah. like, they're so legit, the Steiners. It's crazy. We talk about it all the time. Like, when you have that authenticity, mm -hmm. people are going to fuck with you, man. Mm -hmm. And, like, people like the Steiners because they mm -hmm. knew they were ass whippers, dude. Because, mm -hmm. like, nobody, if you were fighting the Road Warriors – Everybody was for the Road Warriors. If it was the mm -hmm. Road Warriors and the Steiners, it's like, oh shit, man. Yeah. I'm going to cheer, you know, because like mm -hmm. you believe they could hold their own. And like, look at all these big dudes in this match. Like, so yeah, I was with you guys. I was pumped for this. Yeah. Steiners ranked very high for me. We talked about our tag teams in our tag team episode very early on in the show. We did that. Um, and Steiners ranked for me, man. They're, they're near the tippity top. Oh, yeah. And they also, um, you know, as brothers just the chemistry there was undeniable i always loved their gear you know talk mm -hmm. about family lineage we got the Braun breaker now i've noticed like whenever i see nxt does he not wear like the neon anymore is he just black nope cornball black singlet what happened yep. so he's Born. not cool you yeah. know they can't do cool stuff there yeah 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 it's crazy nah man. kid your last name's hennig you're mcgillicuddy get yeah. out of here you're you're steiner you're Braun breaker Wear black, kid. Ugh. What happened, bro? Because he was wearing he the neon. Steiner? Why can't know. he be Steiner? It's so annoying. By the way, I know. Legit, the coolest name in wrestling. Yeah, it's cool. Rex, Rex Steiner. Yeah, they gotta own it. We we gotta own it. So own it. I know. Yeah. Just yeah, own like, it, dude. Just let me. They, be own, Rex they own Cody. They own Cody Rhodes for so long, and so they're like, make it happen. Oh yeah, right. So corny, dude. Because the Steiner looks. And he's so cool too. Like Braun Breaker is cool, mm -hmm. but like they're, I feel like they won't let him be cool if that makes yeah, any yeah. sense. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like he Braun has a tinge Breaker. of the. Um, it's funny how he has like a perfect amount of Rick and Scott. I feel it's like crazy man. Yeah, and he reminds me more of Scotty, which I know weird. he yeah. does exactly. I feel the same, especially when he opens his mouth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When he Talks speaks, just like you him. hear Scotty. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, here in this one, Doom. Just jacked to the gills, yeah. beasts. Both could be, you know, if they appear on AEW or WWE this week, they could be instant main eventers, you know, mm -hmm. to, until the bell rings, maybe with Butch Reed. I think he was yeah, all right, yeah. but I don't yeah, know. He's just all right. Yeah. But um, in this one, I, I like you said, Duke, I think the crowd was glued to it. They were interested, but it wasn't as much energy as the previous match. A lot of tag mm -hmm. matches on this card, but um, this is another this one. This one was also, this was longer, too. It was. It was yeah. actually almost 16 minutes, 15 and change. So yeah. it went a little while longer. But um, you did have Nick Patrick in there as the ref. I mentioned him earlier. Crazy the career he had as well. Young Nick Patrick here. Um, world champions in this match, too. This is true. This is yep. true. Uh, eventual champion Ron Simmons, eventual Scotty Steiner as well. Uh, a little bit slow. I wouldn't say it was great, but overall, I would say for my eyes, the eye candy of it all, yeah. I guess, the Steiners, mm -hmm. 
you're going to get me automatically invested and get me to have my most enjoyable time up to this point. So I'm going five and a half out of 10. What'd you guys do? Because I just, the whole, like you said, the rest is there. Brother, you don't got to explain yourself. I'm with you though. Like 100%, like your review could be mine. And I gave it a Mm -hmm. six out of 10. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I didn't think it was the greatest match on earth, but sick. Everybody was cool. Yeah. Good stuff. You mentioned earlier, Frank, like when you start, to see these matches on twelve, you're like, oh shit, these yeah, guys yeah. are in this match, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that has a lot to do with our enjoyability of it, yeah. right? Like, because mm-hmm. we're not getting, unfortunately, we're big on storytelling. I won't speak for you guys, but normally we like a good story heading into mm-hmm. a match, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to just two dudes. And we are watching these shows a little cold, not to cut sure. you off, but we haven't been watching the weeks or of TV yeah, leading right. to this, which makes it a little different, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and like Jim Ross once again to his credit filling us in you right. know of how woman manipulated rink steiner but like we yeah. didn't get to see the whole deal yeah, right yeah, yeah. so like that was a long story, story by the way it was like, yeah and rick steiner yep that was a very um, long story they told i think her name was her name robin when they first introduced uh-huh her? i'm pretty yeah. sure um yeah so once again if the guys you you are watching like if you like them you're obviously going to rate it a little higher so yeah I gave it a 5.25 out of 10. There you go. Like, I like it. Like you said, you if you like the guys in the match, you're going to enjoy it more. I think that's probably why I was higher than you guys in the six-man match because I like mm-hmm. I'm a big SST guy, so. Yeah. Yeah, also shout out to um Doom hit a spike pile driver in this match, which is I feel like should be a finish nowadays. Should have been so, the end. It should have been the end, right? Yeah. Scotty almost didn't even kick out, but um <laughs> Yeah. How so, how did it end before we move on? Let's give these listeners a a uh a this, w- this was uh woman slipped something into the ring, right? The, the loaded he puts mask. it in his mask. Yeah, oh right. Shoves, yes. She shoves it in his mask. Yeah. Butch Reed's I mask. Thought, yeah, I yeah. thought that was a pretty cool <clears throat> yeah, you know. The ref can't see it. It makes sense in a way. It does. It's yeah. So quick. Yeah. So because you know, she she does distract Rick, even though he said he wasn't gonna <laughs> I think that's what he said. I'm not sure what he said. He did. But uh, yeah, the big. I was with you though. I'm like, oh, that's it, right? Spike pile driver. It's 1989. Sorry, <laughs> no. Yeah, like this guy's dead. Yeah, ending ending was clever though. Definitely props mm-hmm. for that. But the whole package. Speaking of the package, we got to go uh, tonight. Package. I didn't even mean to do that, but here we are. We go back to Gordon Sully with Lex Luger, the total package. Frank, fill me in. Why the face? Uh... You you guys know why the oh, face man. Lex Luger on a microphone. Ooh. Oh, you know, listen, you can forgive a lot of things, which I rarely do with Lex because I'm just not a fan. But that, I mean, he's rough. He's is he because he ripped on Philly in this one? He did kind not of. Not even, you know, I, whatever. It is what it is, right? But, like, it was just brutal. He was that I had to, like, rewind him. I was like, what did he just say? You know, just trying to understand what he just was trying to body. get out. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. But that's the thing with him. So, like, yeah, they cut a there's a promo there. Um, it's super skippable as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? But he'll he's gonna be the champ as long as he wants, I guess. So yeah, he couldn't know. say all the marbles. He was having yeah. a hard time saying yeah. all, the, all the marbles. The thing about Lex is I don't know what it was because sometimes he would deliver a very cohesive promo and it would be fine. Yes, like mm. maybe that's what it was, right? Yeah, he was a little ahead of himself. Slow. Yeah. Because it was he rough. is an intelligent dude. He just wasn't very articulate, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. He has a podcast think, now, by the way. I don't know how long it'll last. Does he really? But oh, yeah, he now has a podcast. I, I think you're right, though, Frank. Like you just speak slowly. 
mm-hmm. you know, like, and, you know, when he was with the horsemen, maybe it was like he had that confidence because there are people around him, you know, yeah. but like when he was with the horsemen, he didn't fumble his words like that, you yeah, know, yeah. like, right. Usually JJ would do most of the talking, but, you know, he would chime in and say a couple things and it was like at least coherent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um not his finest moment, but. The, the love I have for Lex as the days go by, you know, and he's not someone that I loved in the moment, honestly, especially mm-hmm. during the Bret Hart run in WWF. He was someone I, I from a distance would see in WCW. He looked like a big deal, but um, it's interesting. The older I get, I really respect him. And we're going to have well, him, you know, as you grow up, your palate changes, you yeah. start to appreciate things more. So Welcome to adult. A little, old, little older. Total, total, total package is the shit. <laughs> Took me a while. So the man you'll he's get facing, there, Frank. When you turn yeah. 40, Frank. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. 40 means HBK is in it. Like you got to love. Oh, him. God. Yeah. Can you Let imagine? me get Lex first. Let me. Fucking... <laughs> yeah, let's you, just get the Lex. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'll be waiting for that text. No. I would. Like, yo, guys, you know what, man? I know. This Shawn Michaels, man. <laughs> no. You know, I'm I think starting I'm to appreciate Sean. I'm starting to appreciate the way Sean shook his. Just, just I don't know if you know Frank's uh what is it your third favorite wrestler Scott Hall is that correct correct second okay. favorite second favorite okay so there's a new wrestling figure coming out of Razor Ramon but mm-hmm. he's in the same package as Shawn Michaels <laughs> yeah so this guy might not purchase this figure for that reason that's that's the hatred that he feels right I own zero Shawn Michaels figures like I I wanted to be a Razor completist but mm-hmm. since it's passing, they're doing so many. So, like, mm-hmm. that's my excuse now to not buy the Sean one, probably. All right. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yep. What if you got it and just, like, blacked it out? Like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I have to yeah, do one of those. <laughs> that would be dot. the ultimate disrespect. Yeah, it would. The blue dot. <laughs> it's a cool so, figure, though. WrestleMania 10 ladder match uh, mm-hmm. set. It's pretty I sick. I figured it that. So, Lex Luger's the NWA United States heavyweight champion in this match, taking on Challenger. Flying Brian Pillman, another, um, just the nostalgia with WCW is a little different than the WWF nostalgia. I feel because this guy's like an institution for early WCW for me, Brian mm-hmm. Pillman, and it's so cool to see him here in this match. Um, another one, the family legacy lives on, sort of. If you want to yeah. count the young Brian Pillman Jr., who who's going to be going by another name now, but um, we continue with with the. I guess like this this event had so many um I guess like so much influence on today's product when you talk yeah. about the SWAT team, the bloodline and all this stuff. And just like even here we got Pillman and his his son is now wrestling. But um Luger rocking the purple, Duke looking like mm-hmm. 16 million dollars. <laughs> um Pillman, Frank got a great perm slut style mullet <laughs> yep. in full effect here. What'd you guys think? Um this one also with Pillman while we're talking about ring attire, mm-hmm. just wearing the red tights, not red trunks, signature. Uh, Tigers, yeah. This is like when he first got there. Mm-hmm. Another cool thing about Pillman, since we're talking about like, you know, family and stuff like that, like a, uh, a stampede wrestling guy yeah, tag teamed with uh, Brett, the Hitman Hart's brother, Bruce Hart, Brucey, which is uh, always, had love for him for that reason, you know. Before Bruce seemed like a nice guy. 
like one of the nice uh oh no well, bruce bruce is a little off the rails oh yeah i was gonna yeah, say bruce I don't know. Off the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm thinking of um maybe it's uh keith? ross or one of them the mustache <laughs> guy keith keith, keith. swell yeah, guy like swell guy fireman yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly thank so, you for the heart family also uh, listen man i'm not obsessed your part, with your, your part. <laughs> yeah i wish um we talked about once again like the songs the dubbing of the song oh yeah um brian pillman flying brian's uh music here was rocket by def leppard look at oh, that would have been great yeah that would have been great was, hair band his, uh, i remember seeing vignettes for him with him like doing drop kicks and stuff like that to wow. def leppard and then lex luger's music is an original song that i always thought was super cool did What's you guys that? catch his music Oh yeah, yeah. Just I always liked that. I that like the actual too. music. See, like I was so, yeah. so much of it sounded so like obviously dubbed in or whatever yeah. that I, I was just tuning out the music, even like when yeah. Road Warriors come out. That was his actual music though, and I always thought it was cool. Yeah. So, um, the guys, I feel like we talked about the. Sometimes they wear the same gear. They look like a tag team. Mm -hmm. Although these two gentlemen mirrored each other in this match like they could be a tag team almost both jacked up they got the blonde mullets both <laughs> got the white boots the colored tights they just looked cool i don't really remember them crossing paths too much though duke do you like in a single oh yeah in a I remember singles this. match do you remember, yeah, I remember this? this okay i, mean, I was really you excited remember to too like i grew up on this yeah you know so like i remember weird shit that i shouldn't you know like lex luger for example wet his hair in this match yeah he wet his hair but i know that because i'm a weirdo and i was like oh his his hair is wet here because he didn't normally do that you know right um, straight and long and wet yeah <laughs> this is also kind of a weird time um because like rick flair is a baby face so like lex luger was mostly a good guy in wcw right um he was like a flip-flopper but here he's a bad guy only because rick flair is a good guy you know mm -hmm. like they just needed a heel and you know rick uh sorry lex luger is the u.s champion so he can provide that like main event heel um mm -hmm. did you guys notice in the interview with luger gordon sully says uh how many times have you been champion and luger's like it doesn't matter or something yeah, yeah. so i'll be his champion off. as long as i want exactly and then he walks off and gordon Sully's like he's been a three-time champion that means he can lose <laughs> yeah exactly like, oh, yeah, he got him yeah it's got funny because I, I saw that i remember that whole exchange and being like why didn't he answer because he's just yeah. no yeah. him, you know <laughs> yep uh, it's cool that gordon sully got his thing in though you know i remember on the um lost kurt angle episode i talked mm. about we we talked about how no one oh got it God. no one got it quicker than kurt have but, we mentioned this by the way we haven't yeah i think this is the first did i just drop news I John, can you can you elaborate a little bit on this <laughs> the lost kurt angle episode is an episode the three of us uh brothers <sighs> recorded about one kurt angle towards the end of the summer we were really excited to get it out so excited a I long one too an epic it was good dude yeah three to three and a half good. hour epic on kurt angle one of um you know they're these guys favorites one a guy i respect Ugh. uh three and a half hours plus i did not press record that's how excited <laughs> i was and it's you know they went real easy on me i would have actually i would have 
asking a lot of <laughs> the business. Yeah, I'm a lot more angry than you guys. I was coming off of no. Oh man, I have no yeah, excuses. But um, boy oh boy, we talked about on that how no one got it as quick as Kurt. Uh, the business naturally, yeah. but I do want to say Brian Pillman's movements, watching him in this matchup, like doing like the um, you know, the leaping onto the top rope so effortlessly, you know, like um, mm-hmm. just the way he moved, I think was impressive because this is a guy who came from another world. Yeah, and you know, the world he came from was Stampede Wrestling, where the mm-hmm. Hart family ran it. So it doesn't always work, though. Remember Brockus. That guy was a uh, part of the Stampede family. Nah, he just he was just a cup of coffee there. He was just yeah. a jacked up yeah. scumbag. But um, <laughs> he I did a big dude, man. Yeah, and I don't even know if he ever even had a match. I just remember him like having. I remember a vignette of that guy, and I'm pretty sure he was talking about the Nation of Domination of all people. Right, and right. then I just never saw him. But I do want to say, and I wanted to put over Brian Pillman's movements, and I want to put over Lex Luger's movements in this match. I know it's um, often people discredit his in-ring ability, but with the proper dance partner, I think Luger was every bit as capable as a lot of these main event guys. Pillman with the arm bar most of this match. I just really like this pairing, and unlike you, Duke, this was um, kind of new to me. That's cool. And, and, I, and, and I was super pumped for it. And everything lined up. For this match to deliver did it deliver for you guys what'd you think i'm going to jump in first because i'm going to be the hater of the bunch but okay. <laughs> i do think the matchup was good especially for lex luger you know what i mean i, I think mm. it, they were they were solid in there i just was like i just don't like lex dude you know what i mean and Man. like he bores me you know so like that's my problem so like i just couldn't get into the match so my grade will reflect it but i will say I thought Pillman looked good, and I thought Lex looked better than he usually looks, as far right. as I'm concerned. I just want to say, I want to put that out there. You guys, that's could not talk too about much it. hatred. That's yeah. fair. you guys could talk about all it fair, back. all fair criticism. Well, I talked about it a lot, Duke. What'd you think? Real quick, I know you're not like a Lex Luger guy, Frank, mm-hmm. but do you have a preference, like, of him good or bad? Um. When I was a kid looking at Lex, he was a good guy. You know what I mean? So, like, that's how I look at him, I think. Um, when he's bad, he just comes off as stupid to me. Mm. So, like, be a good guy. And for me, and I, that might be, I might be in the minority. I don't like I don't him know. as a heel either. I'll be honest. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I was going to ask give me, give me a good guy. Yeah. Give me a good guy. Okay. Lex. I'm with you. I'm surprised right, you so said that because you don't usually like the white. Yeah. I don't even like the Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Good guy for you, John Boy. Same. Good guy. Okay. Cool. You? Yeah. We're all, yeah. We're all on the same page. I, okay. I prefer. Good guy, Lex Luger. And that's why, like, so at this time, like, it was cool to see him in Pillman. But I was like, man, like, I just don't like, like, bad guy Lex. I just don't think it, his, I think wrestling style has a lot to do with, like, your, what you are, like, hero or villain. And, like, he has just a baby face moveset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like. Powerful. Yeah. Like. Superman like. Yeah, mm-hmm. body slams, power slams, press slams, you know, like suplexes, clotheslines. Like, Ric Flair made him look like a million bucks, like, every time they were in there, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. really elevated Luger, you know? So, um, I just don't think that his style lends to, like, a heel. Yeah, yeah you know, so... Especially, like, a slimy heel or anything like that. He yeah, you know, it. because, yeah, look at him, you know, yeah. like... 
like and it's not like Sid. Like when he was a heel, he was a vicious, literally a vicious, monstrous. Yeah. I never got that out of Lex. Like a yeah. no, he's guy, you know he's doing like a Ric Flair bit, mm-hmm. but you're six foot four and two seventy five. Yeah, yeah. Like what are you scared of? You know. <laughs> so that didn't really work for me. Um, when he was a a bad guy, but um, I do want to talk about Brian Pillman for a minute and how like you know you watch him here. And he's like this high flying dude. And like just when he what he becomes in the 90s, it's just like night and day Mm -hmm. to his credit, though. You know, he couldn't do that stuff anymore. Right. And like, look what he became, you know, arguably better than his like when he could do all the in ring stuff, you know, like because his promos personality were awesome. His personality was great. Like he was an intriguing character. So like. I just wanted to shout him out. We're all Pillman fans, I think. I don't want to speak to you guys. Huge. I think he's a guy that probably should have been way more than he was. Yeah. He should have been Um, bigger than Stone Cold Steve Austin. I truly believe that. Wow. That's yeah, I that's really, a, really that's believe a bold it. statement. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I with agree, the, but with the in ring ability, with no injuries, yeah, yeah. I think no injuries. Yeah, he could yeah. have been the it's guy. Always, when we talk about like what ifs in wrestling, because we do that quite a bit, <laughs> like he always comes to my mind, you know. Yeah, and I love flying Brian back in the day, even like eventually, you know, he goes on and becomes a tag team with the Z Man, who we talked about in the first match, yeah, yeah. and has a tag team title run. But anyway, so um. Did you talk about the finish, John Boy? You want me to talk about that? Go for it. Go ahead. The missile. Dr- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So he goes for the big missile drop kick. He misses. Um, Lex Luger hits, of all things, a hot shot, mm-hmm. the old slingshot, and pins Pillman. Mm-hmm. Once again, different though. The the torture rack like wasn't his thing anymore. Wasn't yet. a heel move. Yeah, he's a bad guy now, you know. Because like, so he ends up winning the WCW title in 92 and his finish is a pile driver then once again like because he can't do the torture rack because it's not like a heel move but it was once again like we talked about if we like the two guys in the match we're going to enjoy it a little more so yeah i gave it a 5.5 out of 10 i thought it was enjoyable not far off then Yeah. Yeah, yeah um even though to quote you frank you were being a Hater ass bitch. Yeah, hater ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's my great. move. Um, I gave it. Let me look at my score to give you the real score. I gave it a five out of ten. So you know, uh-huh. it's like uh-huh. I'm not, I, you know, shitting on it. It's just, it's just, I just of the matches, I'm surprised that I was like probably way less into this match than almost anything else besides unbelievable. See, besides the Cuban assassin, Tommy Rich, yeah, it's crazy. But that's <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm shocked by this. Shocking. And now, now knowing the Cuban assassin is Fonzie's cousin, it might now be it's higher. now it's my favorite. <laughs> All right. So I must have had just rose-colored glasses on, or I was uh, finally in my reverted six-year-old mind here watching this match because I was what I was so into this match, so pleasantly surprised at how luger moved there's so much you hear about lex couldn't move lex wasn't this mm-hmm. watch this match there's a couple hiccups but yeah. whether it was a hip toss or just keep there was a, a moment where it's a drop down leapfrog fast pace back and forth mm-hmm. and um yeah he was huffing and puffing but i think this was a great mm-hmm. showing by lex and um and pillman was definitely here to you know test him endurance wise stamina wise for that and for all of things i said 6.75 my favorite match of the night i loved it i thought it was 
really enjoyable. And it was a different uh, presentation, like you said, Pillman with the red trunks. I just, man, I watch him and like this should have been on those, not the, you know, dark side of the rings or the the DVDs where it's like, what could have been? This should have been seeing like early Pillman to the rise of superstardom. This should have just like, it's such a shame, you know, because I do see wasted talent, missed yep. opportunities and just to sh- sh- cut cut short career um so like you said we didn't see a lot of guys that passed away but unfortunately i couldn't think about it during this match i couldn't not think about it yeah. was the fact that pillman was so good and had so much to offer i think but that's where i it's think at. he is one of those guys when you get into the what ifs you know we've talked yeah. about definitely a lot you know no doubt so we didn't mention but that one was actually 1649 so all these matches get in fairly decent time um, to tell the stories sometimes too much time maybe and we're not done with tag team matches ladies real and gentlemen. quick yes while you're talking about just luger's endurance and stuff like once again give flair credit for that you know that's mm-hmm. from going doing our matches with rick flair you know mm-hmm. building up and and lex really was you know there's once again i think it's recycled misinformation Lex can't work. Lex couldn't work. It's like you're 20. How do you know that? Right. Have you actually watched this match? Watch this match. Watch this Hulk, match. Here's another thing. Hulk Hogan couldn't work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch yeah, a yeah. match, bud. Listen to fucking wrestlers that he worked with. Mm-hmm. Talk about Hulk Hogan. Like, stop listening to everybody. Watch the match. You know, work isn't own... just moves. Work no, isn't it's just not. Moves. So and that's why I wanted to give him credit. Right. Before I like buried it. You know what I mean? No, and that's if you don't like the dude, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But like I but I could see, you know, go, okay, this is this is better than what I think of Lex Luger. You know what I mean? So in terms of in ring work. So uh I just wanted to point that out. And don't you think like anyone that might hate on Lex, like you could see why Vince wanted to like manufacture this guy into the next guy. He does look like like he looks like a guy that yeah. should be a guy. He looks like a He-Man figure. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. So we weren't done with tag matches here on Halloween Havoc '89. Chris, uh, Chris Cruz is back with the Road Warriors. All black. These guys are on the cover. Of this uh, poster for this show. So this was the one glimpse of what I'd be seeing, and I was stoked to see them pop up here. Um, face paint on point. It's going to be the Road Warriors and the Skyscraper. So I know you're excited about this, Frank. Duke, oh, I yeah. know you're excited about this. This man, Sid, <laughs> one of your honorary mentions, all-time favorite wrestlers. Sid and Lex, both right there. And Lex, how about that? Yeah. So I'm going to get into the match. I don't know if you guys have anything on the promo, but... um, Well... <laughs> talk about... Hawk God. does say one of my favorite lines that he... It kind of became one of his things. I don't know if you guys caught it. Snack, Snack on, on danger. danger. We dine on death and dead men don't make money. It's great. Made no sense. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I always yeah. thought it was super cool when I was a kid. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, that doesn't make too much sense, does it? But <laughs> Hulk, you know. <laughs> so it was just energy. It was just energy. It didn't have to make sense so much. He was know? the shit, dude. Yeah. That was what it was back then. Um, it was the energy. Everybody talked loud. Everybody screamed. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was pumped up. But it made us uh, it, it totally, uh, you know, immersed in it. But this one, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Because once again, the recipes here, the formulas here. We got the Real Warriors with Paul Ellering versus Skyscrapers. 
one Sid Vicious with Teddy Long, by the way. Teddy Long, yeah. And Danny Spivey, eventually. Mm-hmm. Waylon Mercy. Um, what'd you guys think of the chemistry and just seeing the man who rules the world sit out there looking like only he can look like a true animal. Dude, I, this is another one that I probably it's going to be a similar thing for me that the Doom and Steiner's match had where sort of like everybody was so cool to me, you know, and I'm like, I'm not like this Road Warriors guy because I just that's just not my era of wrestling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I don't have this attachment to them, but obviously I respect what they've done and like they look amazingly cool and like they're geared all black to me. That was money. Like all mm-hmm. of it. I was like, these guys look so cool. Like I could understand even if. I never saw. I was like, these guys look sick. But then the skyscrapers, it's like, come on. I like Dan Spivey a lot. I love Sid. You know what I mean? So I was pumped, like, from the go. The chemistry, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it was the greatest chemistry of all time. But, like, it was cool to me. There were no selling stuff early. You know what I mean? It was just big man energy. And I just, I was into it. I don't know. I had fun. And you guys know, I don't like the big beefcake matches slower mm-hmm. matches or whatever you know it's not typically my thing but when the four guys are cool they're cool you know what i mean and mm-hmm. that's what i got from this so was, you got I was four four badasses let's be honest in here four big badasses and it's interesting you say like this the road warriors weren't your era but since we started doing the show like we'll go back and watch stuff like i have a newfound love for guys like george Steele, yeah. um ernie lad whatever so, like, do you feel like watching this stuff, so much of it, maybe, like, you can become a Row Warriors fan, even though so. it wasn't your era? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think so. You know what I mean? Because like, I would say I'm getting there. I, I would say I like the Road Warriors. You know what I mean? I, I'm not, like, I'm, I don't mark out for them. But I like the whole package. And as I continue to watch more and more, you know what I mean, and see them showcase as, like, them. You know what I mean? Not 1990 six road warriors right. or whatever it is you know what that's i mean messed, like, yeah 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 exactly that's messed up like, that was your introduction yeah yeah you know so it's like to see them do their thing it's like every time i watch them and if it's something in the 80s i'm like i get it you know what i mean it's just i have to get like a whole long run of just them seeing their best stuff or whatever to probably fully appreciate it but like i think so i'm i'm leaning toward i'm a fan of the road warriors yeah, because Duke, like you always say, it's generational, you know, it's what you grew up on. But I think we can transcend that. Like your Bruno love and and, and stuff like that, it, it shines through, you know. So you can become a fan all over again. I do believe that. Like if you go rewatch stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even if it wasn't your generation. But what do you think about I mean, we're, we're living proof of that, you know, like when we go back and watch this stuff and it's like, oh, man, I actually don't hate this guy. You know? Right. Like, even like. Where with Bruno, you know, he won't spend too much time on it. But like I always obviously you respect, you know, what he did and stuff. But then when you go back and see, you're like, oh, shit, I get it. I get why, you know, and for the Road Warriors real quick, because, you know, we've been talking about it all throughout the show. I don't know if you guys know, but the Road Warriors came out to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. so this was kind of like a variation did you guys catch yeah that? yeah kind of they couldn't yeah. use it, of but it. Mm-hmm. i mean so okay they come out look at them and then they come out the black sabbath i mean come yeah. on as yep. far as presentation like yeah they're the baddest dudes in the room you know they're it's called the road warrior pop for a reason you know yeah and uh 
I mean, they were cool as shit. They looked awesome. They were huge dudes. Um, and the skyscrapers, this is the first incarnation of the skyscrapers. So for our listeners that don't know, Sid would eventually get injured and be replaced by mean Mark Callis, who would eventually become the Undertaker. So Crazy. all kinds of like fun stuff that, you know, when you watch this, you're like, man, that's pretty cool. And they end up feuding with the Road Warriors too. But yeah, the Road Warriors are my all-time favorite tag team. Um, and it's funny because like you talk about like work rate and stuff like that. Like they're not the best workers. I just mm-hmm. thought they were super effing cool, you know? Yeah. And for that reason, also, we talked about Michael Hayes with the music, Road Warriors first wrestlers to paint their faces. So, so another so this is Halloween Havoc. They're on the cover. Here they are with the face paint. And it's just awesome looking face paint here. The yellow on animal and um just the package here with, with Sid out there. Danny Spivey, I do want to hear your guys' thoughts on him. Um, I would say for me, probably fourth in the pecking order in terms of my, you know, favoritism here. But all around, great, great presentation. Paul Ellering's outside, Teddy Long's outside. I think Nick Patrick's the ref. Um, I'll just say it. This is my second favorite match of the night. Six out of ten. I think it was just just exactly what you needed after what we just got between Luger and Pillman, which was like a test of endurance, stamina, mm-hmm. te- technical mm-hmm. ability. So the bookend of the show, if I'm gonna, you know, if I want to get critical, I think it's good, you know, the way they mixed everything around. And um, it's a contrast to the Steiners match earlier. And we get a damn card with the Steiners and the Road Warriors on the same show in their primes ish yeah you know and that's kind of cool yeah um so anyway i that's I, I just jumped to it but this match i really i did like it and about spivey like you said john it's like yeah maybe he's the fourth he's definitely the fourth coolest dude in the match right but like as a Waylon mercy fan and you don't really get to see him move around you know so much to see him be able to do anything like and you see like what could have been you know had he you know, those legs been able to hold up under that giant body of his. Um, you know, it was cool for me from that point of view. Obviously, Sid is sick. Um, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I had a, a lot of fun just watching these guys do whatever they were doing. And um, I, I it's tied for my highest of the night. And I gave it a six as well. Nice. Duke, talk about Sid's traps. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got it. Got another hour. This dude's. Yeah. So, Sculpted. number one, Sid, known as Vicious here, you know, eventually mm-hmm. Sid Justice, Psycho Sid, WCW and WWF World Heavyweight Champion. Get this man in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's a no brainer. Like, it's insulting, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Like, name the guys that have been WCW and WWF champion. You're not going to name a lot. There's probably five. Not even Lex Luger. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. He got close to it. Another guy who should be in the hall of fame. Um, Sid is super cool. Honorable mention for one of my all time favorites, but it's funny because like him and Hawk, when you guys are talking about like my favorites in the match, it's I pretty know. damn close. It is. I loved Hawk, man. Yeah. Like when he passed away, I was really sad about that. That mm-hmm. really bothered me. So um Danny Spivey, you mentioned Will and Mercy, Frank. Like 
I think, honestly, I just think that character was too smart, man. Mm -hmm. I really do. Like maybe at another time or something, because I don't think it was his delivery, you know, like you watch those vignettes. I'm like, damn, he's really good, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just don't think the wrestling world was ready for it. I just think it was bad timing. And And uh, physically, he was uh, probably a little bit. Yeah, but down, right. Who cares? Right. Like if you have the character work. No, I know. Still, you know, um, what a reinvention not to jump uh, on, yeah. on your, awesome. uh, yeah. You know. I mean, what a reinvention from WWF <laughs> to here now. He was the golden boy. Yeah. Danny Spivey in WWF. And then he comes here and he looks like this monster, you know. Mm-hmm. Also a member of the aforementioned varsity club. Right. But, um, and also super tough dude, apparently. A lot of yeah. guys say, like, I want to mess with him. Looks like in real life. Yeah. Me, mofo. Dude, you see yep. him on the dark side of the ring. He still looks like he'll, you know, strangle somebody if he needed to. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm, I enjoyed it. Anytime I get to see, like, my favorite tag team and Sid in the same ring, like, I'm into it. Yeah. I gave it a 5 out of 10. I thought yeah. the ending was whack. I thought... The um, DQ, yeah. It made sense. Do you yeah. want to keep them strong? Obviously, they're two monsters. Yeah. Them with the, the, the giant... Key. The metal key. Yeah. I was surprised that the one bump they uh that they, they gave to Hawk in the middle of the match when Sid did the helicopter power bomb. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was throw awesome. thing. Yeah. Like wow. Hawk took I that. I love that. I love that move, by the way. Nasty. I think that was cool. Sid, it's monster, man. Monster. Absolute I monster. love Sid, dude. Yeah, that was a fun match, I think. I know the DQ was what it was, still went eleven and change after the bell skyscrapers were still destroying hawk and animal <laughs> the key we talked about that my lord um we go back to chris cruz sting rick flair and ole anderson backstage so we're teasing that uh ole might throw in the towel i guess that's the uh the whole gimmick here duke so have you guys seen this match previously Okay, you've never seen the match. No, no. I wanted. Okay, this is awesome because I'm with you, John. I'm like, oh well, all he's gonna screw Sting. All he's gonna screw wrestling. You know, it's gonna be yeah, like and yeah. So I was with you. I was if I hadn't seen this match, I already had, unfortunately. Okay, but I that's absolutely what I would think. All right. So okay. So this Sting though, this presentation of Sting, the tights. We'll get to get to the gear and whatnot. Um. I'm the main event. We're here, by the way. This is it. Sting, Ric Flair with Ole Anderson versus Terry Funk. Thunderdome. And Terry Funk and the Great Muda with Gary Hart. Thunderdome match. They they didn't even call it a Thunderdome cage match, I don't think. But would this be in on brand with like the Hell in a Cell, I guess, for modern fans? Or what would you say? Mm. What would you compare it to? Hell Kennel from Hell? <laughs> no, not that Punj- bad. Punjabi prison. Yeah. <laughs> I did you guys think it was that bad? Because no, I no, no, thought no. it was kind of like cool, but kind of like dumb. Yeah, I just if it wasn't for all the decorations on the ring mm-hmm. cage, I would have been. I would have thought it was super cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I could have. I got distracted by like a giant spider or whatever it was, <laughs> and like all the different stuff. Like, I don't it's know. If Halloween. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. If it was just Halloween I, decorations, but it just bugged me. But you know, I'm. I I think I'm kind of like a WCW apologist, mm-hmm. a little bit because like 
yeah, it's Halloween. Well, so you saw I, this when yeah. you were younger, right? So yeah, like, so you it, think it this might was be that too? Yeah. Did you think this was silly back then? Probably not. Maybe. Um, so, yes and no. Like I said, you know, like um, because if it's gonna be presented as like this scary threat, then don't have like a a rope in there to swim from, like Tarzan, and don't right. have like the the decorations up, you know, but. The idea of someone being electrocuted was kind of cool. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. as a kid, you're like, oh, shit, they better, like, stay away from the top. I, I did think it was funny to cage catching on fire. That was insane, wasn't it? Like, it catches on fire. Muda missed it. Out. That was the coolest <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, he just ever. Missed. Yeah. Which I he thought was missed funny. it to put the fire out. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that wasn't planned. He just nah, did that just shit. just did it, yeah. Like... And you know, Flair's down there looking up like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> right. Yeah, like, exactly. you know what I mean? It's like, chaos. Is, you know what I mean? Yeah, it it, for sure. 100%. It's, yeah. It's chaos. And we're, they, they, we got these guys out there that are supposed to throw the towel in. Maybe, I don't know, the Terminators or whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, that's they right. Were, that's what they, were. they were called Terminators. Yeah, yeah, the Terminators. Um, and then you so got Bruno up, in there. Tell us who's in the match. Tell us who's in the match, John, because we're we're not even telling. Sting and Ric Flair versus the Great Muda and Terry Funk. We got Gary Hart with Funk and and Muda, um, and then Ole Anderson, and obviously with... Ole Anderson. And they Sting were what and Terminators? What were they? They were called Terminators. <laughs> and you had T Bruno San Martino to call this thing in down mm -hmm. the middle somehow. This chaos. Um, it's very much, I guess you could say, um campy i don't know the right word like it's not a brutal yeah i think that's a good word you know so so can you really hate on camp when you but although this was booked very seriously right so that's where you have a problem um if you did have a problem i don't know what you guys think of the match like mm -hmm. the actual contest i enjoyed it i thought when you when you see the guys you think it might be the greatest matchup mm -hmm. you ever see you know what i mean um there was issues but Muda is so cool. Terry Funk selling stuff so cool, getting so stuck in the cage. Good. All these like dramatic moments, you know. Flair obviously is Flair Stinger did his thing. So like I overall like I don't think it's like this Matt Classic in any way, but it's like super cool. I thought the drama was thick and like sometimes maybe too much, you know. But I was into it, and like I just it was, it was another one of those things where every person in the match is cool. You know what yep. I mean? And I'm not even this big Sting guy, but it didn't even matter. You know what I mean? Like it's obviously top flight people in the match. I don't know. Like I ended up having a lot of fun until like maybe the very, very ending Bruno's refereeing bugged me as well a little bit. You know what I mean? But like, other than that, like I was kind of on board and this is a long match, isn't it? I don't remember how long it was, but it felt long. I don't know. The, the entrances were very, this long. one went 20, 23 minutes and four, okay. 46 yeah, seconds. Good, so it was a pretty, pretty good, yeah. good amount of time for a main event. Um, dude, the, the has had to be 15 minutes though, dude. Like, I know, right? Forever for them to come out. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> besides the Tarzan swing and this, that, and the other, <laughs> the chemistry between Funk and Flair, I think, like obviously everybody knows that, but it's kind of a. You'd have to. Do you put Steamboat above Funk in terms of uh Flair's, I guess, uh best mm. opponent or most fluid? uh sort of chemistry duke do you think it's steamboat or, or who yeah, would you say um, do you think because i think they have great of, chemistry they they do for sure um i think that like i mentioned earlier with luger 
Flair's a natural heel. Mm-hmm. That being said, like you mentioned, Frank, look at Funk's sell for Flair. That's why this is good because there's not a lot of people. Flair's, he has a villain arsenal, you know, okay. like he chops and rakes eyes and low blows and stuff like that. But when you're Terry Funk, you make this guy look like this blazing baby face. And that's a credit to Funk. I think that Steamboat is his better opponent because they complement each other so well. It's the ultimate jerk-off bad guy against the ultimate good guy. I don't know if there's ever been a better good guy than Ricky Steamboat. He could never be a bad guy, you know? So this was a a month or so before Flair and Funk had the Clash of the Champions 9 match, which I watched not too long ago. That's... Some people, I guess, would say is their greatest encounter. But um, I feel like, like once again, like their chemistry was on point. The match, you said, Frank, like it should have been the greatest. It's tough to do tag match. It's yeah. tough to do a cage tag match and, yeah, call exactly. it any, and call it so great, right? Like it's hard to do. But with all that said, all the shenanigans going on, mm-hmm. I think it was a fun match. Like I actually liked oh, yeah. the way they used some of the props. Um, I don't know. I think everybody was kind of like up to the challenge to make to to give this crowd a good main event like they didn't phone it in like we would see in some later wcw shows that we have reviewed sadly um so what do you guys think what what's your rate it what do you think about um you know going back some 35 years and seeing this now i want to say i didn't appreciate bruno putting his hands on muda because he directly <laughs> affected the outcome of the match i want to mm. say that so I, that's why i have a problem with them and also the finish, I don't know, because is isn't it a submission? So it's sort of like he. I feel like there wasn't a tap, and Bruno's already calling the match. I don't no, know. No, it I was just... only. It wasn't. It was only the towel. Okay, the, the towel. towel. I was, it was yeah. Right, it was right, only right. The Terminator gotcha. has to throw the towel. Terminator. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So the Terminator accidentally. Uh, the yeah. Terminator's towel accidentally goes flying in the ring. If you want to get into the finish, I thought but... that was pretty creative, actually. Yeah, it was, and it's. I guess it continues the feud and makes it these guys, you know, kind of, yeah. And I thought it was cool how Jim Ross kept saying like, you know, Gary Hart's never going to throw the town. Mm -hmm. That's his meal Mm -hmm. ticket. You know, like once again, Jim Ross, man, on point during this whole pay-per-view. Oh yeah. Great. I liked everybody. I really, because like, like you said, mentioned earlier, like Gordon Soley getting his moment in and stuff. Like, I'm not a, what do I know about Gordon Soley? I didn't watch Gordon Soley comedy, but it's like, but every time he came on, I was like, I like him. You know what I mean? I was like, I was just like, I, he rubbed me the right way. I was just like, I like He's charming, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this, the, this match, the ending kind of, to me, hurt it a little bit, but I still give it the highest grade of the show for me Mm -hmm. personally. I gave it, um, hold on, let me double check what I gave it so I don't lie to you guys on air. I gave it a six and a half. I gave he it a lies six to and us a lot all, all through the text. Yeah, yeah. Lies, <laughs> lies, lies, lies. All lies. Six and a half out of ten for me. Just, okay. That's my highest rated match. Just above the two tag team matches, which I had a lot of fun in. I give them sixes. Um, yeah, I just I thought it was fun. I went when going into it, I was like, oh man, I was like getting ready for like a classic. I don't think it's that, but I think it's a, a main event especially for the time and like everybody looked cool in it. Everybody played their part and I could have used a little more Muda for my taste, but, uh, but Funk was crazy. He, he was awesome. I think Funk and Funk and Flair, the highlights of the match, obviously mm-hmm. like their interaction. I, but I think Funk stole the show. 100%. He was so over the top. Yeah. So over the top. I loved it. Yep. 
Dude, there was a moment when uh, Muda and Funk were doing the elbows to Sting. Like, awesome. Muda would do the corkscrew elbow yep, yeah, and then yeah. Funk. That was fun, you know? So you had, like, little moments. And that, that was improvised, too, 100%. Mm-hmm. They saw each other and they, you know? And, mm-hmm. by the way, like, Muda's not speaking great English here. It's, um, it's amazing. You know? So, yeah. like, it's amazing, mm-hmm. like, because him and Sting had some great chemistry, man. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, all all throughout that whole run. I put um, Muda in my 10 goats list in our episode. You, you know did? Because I, mean? I just over Sean. I just feel like that guy was something. Yeah, I did. I just feel like that guy is something. He absolutely is. Because even back then, like um, if you watch old NWA wrestling when Muda's around, like the fans cheer him, man. Mm-hmm. And like this is a time when you didn't cheer guys from other countries, you know, but right. he's so cool. And like he had this like mystique about him. That like people dug him, you know, even yeah. back then. And by the way, we talk about like time and sting. It's 1989. It's 35 years ago. We're gonna see yeah. him Wednesday night on Dynamite. Yeah. Like sting again, coming up, announcing his final match coming in yeah, February like, of 2024 at Revolution. Crazy, sad, but true. The man is in his 60s. But here we are, yeah, watching him in this show, Duke 1989. I think this is one of the coolest looking stings. Oh yeah. Black yeah, tights cool, yeah. with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, he just so but like cool. what a what a testament. You no, know what I for mean? Sure. So like like let's give him his flowers, man. And I want to say flowers. I yeah. want to say real quick mm-hmm. with Sting's retirement coming up. I guess it'll be early next year, but like three of these four dudes retired this year. Like this, wow, you know, yeah. within the last year, Rick Flair, Muda, that, yeah. and now Stinger. Yeah. That's crazy. And we lost Funk, sadly. And we lost um, Funk, sadly, you know, but you know, it's crazy. Um, maybe Muda and Sting. That's the final match for Stinger at Revolution. Who knows? Could happen. Yeah. I don't I know. mean, regardless, so like old. that dude is so old. He, it's a shame. He's had an amazing career, man. Yeah. And, Unbelievable. And, uh, and and gotta be the greatest career that never really needed. The WWF quote oh, yeah. or would oh, you say yeah. it's would you say it's Flair? But he had such a long time in the WWF. I don't know how to word Flair it. Did, but like Flair did great though in his yeah. day, like his time. So I, I don't count. I feel like he. I mean, the winning WWF the Royal well. Rumble. Yeah, you know, to title. crown. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. pretty. You know, like Stinger should have beat Triple H. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll talk about that all day. But God forbid. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I just think uh, you know, the respect. We got to give Sting his respect. Yeah. He's an you icon, know, like man. It's, yeah, it's without the WWE, without that cup of coffee, it yeah. wouldn't have even mattered. This, like, this is crazy. The career he had with never needing to go to that company. Yep, the franchise of WCW. I still, I still think that about him. You know, Such like, a I think he was. That's why he made my he top was... ten as well. And I'm not even a Sting guy, mm-hmm. but I think of him as the face of two different wrestling promotions. That were super relevant, whether we like Impact or not. You know what I mean? It was like our TNA. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he was to me. He's Mount Rushmore of TNA, Mount Rushmore of WCW. You know what I mean? And then everything else is just you know icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sharon's not like a true fan, but like when uh when we talk about when she hears me talk about like the greatest show, always be like like and Sting too, right? Like she considers him <laughs> as an icon because I guess the way he's been presented in presented, AW, yeah. which helps, which is good. Yeah, I mean that's good. But like when he's always on, like should be like, oh my god, look at him so young there. He was so cool. Like he just yeah, transcends. Yeah. Um, I think the casual fan, the true fan. He's just it's an awesome uh, career, for sure. Yeah, and like you know, two separate awesome careers too. Really, like with the surfers thing, and then 
the Crows thing. You know? mm-hmm. I thought um, what was cool in this match, just a couple things before we head out. Um, Terry Funk interacting with Bruno and like, he's like, hit me, you know, I'm going to push you, push me, you know, like just getting Bruno some love in there. I thought that was cool. And then him hooking up with Muda, I thought was neat. Cause like Muda and Bruno San Martino, they're different eras, you know, like it's just, you don't think about them together. So I'm with you, Frank, when we talked earlier, once again, about like when the guys involved are cool, yeah. I'm just going to enjoy the match, you know, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed five, surefire hall of famers in this match so i gave it a six out of ten huh? overall and i am with you terry funk was 100 percent the mvp of this match mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i'm with you guys the entertainment value was here like you didn't need it was totally different i i ranked pillman and luger right up there this is up there for different reasons seven and a half out of ten mm. nice a little higher and it's because of what you said, all the things you said, seeing these guys, seeing the legends. But I do want to say, like, the props, the gimmicks, as silly as it is, like, it lends itself to that time. Like I said, campy or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do it now. But um, yeah. I'm not mad that they did it then. You know, the the cage top was interesting. Like, because, you know, now they have the the cell, like, kind of caged in. Whatever was going on on the top of this cage, they had, like, threw some sticks up there and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. weird, you know. The, the structure was... It left a little bit to be desired, but um, I'm cool but, with hokey. Like if right. it, if I know what I'm getting into, I guess. Like but you know, I like Doctor Who a lot, but like it's not for everybody. No, for sure, because it's it's hokey, you yeah. know. But like you know, it is pro wrestling still. It is <laughs> a carnival, you know. Yes, so yes, like, exactly. And no matter how goofy it gets or whatever, in pro wrestling, that slow you know drop down of a cage you know what i mean coming mm-hmm. right it just makes it feel like uh yeah. stuff something's going down it just adds mm-hmm. to the the uh the vibe you know so you know even even the cage looked ridiculous to me a little bit i still thought it was cool <laughs> i wouldn't you... want to be in attendance though there was this part where right. it was in the corner battling i don't know sting or somebody and, like they're climbing the cage they're in that corner i was like nobody could see because they had props like <laughs> like if they're in that corner i was like you legit right. couldn't see them what about when there. terry funk or uh rick flair was swinging the tarzan swing into terry funk <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're right dude flair was probably thinking what am i doing what am i oh, doing yeah. right now on this swing i feel like in the beginning when it was on fire and stuff he's like what the hell is this mm-hmm. right you know i right. know he was thinking that because he's looking up like and then Muda just does the coolest shit ever and blows mist on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, Frank, you gave us your rating, right? You said yeah. it was six out of ten, right? Six and a half. Six and a half, my bad. Wow, I was the lowest. Yeah. Go figure, yeah. Interesting. So, we got the recap from Ross and Bob Cottle. They also plugged the WCW hotline. Um, You won't get that number on the network, but... Yeah. yeah they're, they're no longer in service. I think this show overall, and I want to get into the final thoughts of you guys um, on Halloween Havoc 89. I think it featured so many icons, so many, so much talent that I enjoy from wrestlers to managers to, like you guys said, announcers, hmm. commentators. Um, It was just like an all around fun watch. So yeah. why don't you guys give your ratings? So I gave it. It's not, it's not going to sound like the, the greatest grade. It's a five and a half out of 10 overall. You know, my highest rated matches were six and six and a half, right? So it is what it is. But like, if you're, I think this is a show for true wrestling fans, wrestling fans, you know, because 
you're not going to get the greatest matches of all time, but you're going to get so many cool dudes doing like lots of fun stuff, you know, mm-hmm. with lots of history. We talked about like lineage and like through lines of like guys' careers or whatever. You just, there's so much like to pick at, you know what I mean? Like if you really want to dig into like where this feud led or who was Tommy Rich prior, you know, there's lots of stuff to like work on. Like if you're a fan, you actually want to like school yourself up a bit. And like this show highlights so many, some of the greatest champions we've seen, like in the main event, all time great tag teams. If you said the Steiners and Road Warriors are the two greatest tag teams of all time, you're probably right. You know what I mean? Like you're, you know, it's arguable, but you're probably right. And it's like you get to see them do stuff when they can still Midnight Express, too. Midnight Express as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like I just, I just, it just had a lot of cool flavors in there. So it's like you're gonna like something, you know, and. uh Unless you're real, all you like is technical wrestling. Maybe you mm-hmm. do feel left out. But, <laughs> you know, other than that, though, like, you know, I thought it was fun. So it's, it's five and a half out of 10, but it's a, if you're a wrestling fan, I just recommend it to go watch it. Agreed. I'm with you. I'm right at five and a half out of 10. And it's for a lot of the same reasons. But I would say that that's that rating might sound, you know, like you shouldn't go back and watch it, but you should. No. Yeah. And I think it was booked really well. Um. I want to give props to whoever booked this show because you did have a little bit of a, you know, uh, I guess say buffet style, maybe mm-hmm. uh, even though there were a lot more tag matches than I expected. Um, we did have that technical match and I'll call it that between Luger and Pillman. I think it gave you yeah. a, a taste for like an and actual the opener too. I'm sorry. Yeah. True. And the opener with Tom Zank and Mike Rotunda for sure. You had some technical um, everything. You had characters with the free birds. Everything was just on point. It was a really enjoyable early w- WCW show. And, um, you know, if you can critique the main event, like, I'll get it. I'll understand it. But um, I don't think we, any of us left, like, unsatisfied, where we watched, mm-hmm. like, a P- Piper and Hogan cage match in our last year's Halloween Havoc, I think it was. Yeah. And that match made the fans and us feel robbed, like mm-hmm. we were cheated. This kind of felt fun, you know? So yeah, yeah. That's where exactly. I'm at with it. What do you got, Duke? So real quick, um, you guys mentioned like all the talent like on the show and stuff. We saw so many like future world champions on this show, you know, guys that hadn't really um peaked yet, you know, mm-hmm. like um we saw Shane Douglas as a young lad, yeah. you know, and then he would go on to become, you know, the franchise, the ECW champion, and like uh like we said about Sid and Luger world champions and um Frank you mentioned in the tag match with Scotty and uh Ron Simmons world champions so like a lot of talent like I think you guys said it all John like the booking I agree with you man like it was perfectly booked like nice um something for everybody yeah you know and then uh Frank like you mentioned with the star power I think you guys said it all and just so you know that I'm not bullshitting you that says 5.5 out of 10 Oh wow! So we are all there. We go. In sync. Change our names to In Sync. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think that's taken. Wow. I N. But okay. But then um, another funny thing: Flair's only a six-time world champion. (laughs) That's crazy. So like, he's got ten more world title wins. Yeah. So just to give you an idea of how long ago this was, thirty-five years. Like it's crazy. But uh, I had fun and Mm -hmm. um. That's really what it's about. Also, this is the first ever. You can't yeah, right. take that away. This is the first mm-hmm. ever Halloween Havoc. 
it's the first ever Thunderdome cage match. So <laughs> yeah. you are like witnessing history, whether yeah. it's good or bad, you know. So even though the grade might not, you know, <laughs> you're not going to rush to Peacock and be like, oh, man, I got to watch Halloween Havoc 89. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Like mm-hmm. you said, Frank, if you're a wrestling fan, I think you'll enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun. And it might just be the nostalgia for us. But also, though, um, not just real quick on the main event, like because of all the chaos and whatnot we were talking about and the hokiness, like they I know I think we did say like how hard they worked. Like Sting was dropping top rope splashes. Like they were yeah. really working in the midst of this oh yeah shenanigans, you know. It was very impressive. Um and Bruno being there really helped elevate it as well. It felt big. I just think it was a really good presentation. Fun show. Halloween Havoc 1989 from Philadelphia PA Convention Center. And uh here we are all these years later. Not coming up on a Halloween Havoc, or are we, dude? Did NXT already do their Halloween Havoc? NXT has Halloween Havoc coming up. Yeah, they have one, yeah. I believe it's, it might be Saturday. Exactly. Okay. Could be Saturday. Um, crazy. Why isn't that like a main show for the WWE? I guess NXT. Why, that's it. why does Survivor Series have war games? Yeah. Right. Yeah, Please. We're ne- we'll never know. Speaking of Survivor Series, good segue. In a couple weeks, we're going to be getting into some old school Survivor Series but anything for you guys on Halloween Havoc or the great memories of WCW before we roll out? I mean, my favorite, if you can't, besides like the Royal Rumble, I don't know that there's another like pay-per-view when I hear its name that brings me like more joy. You know what I mean? Like than hearing Halloween Havoc, it just gets me. I'm a, you know, I'm a spooky loving guy. I like mm-hmm. horror movies and all that stuff. So Halloween month is my month and then have a pay-per-view like my favorite match of all time is on a halloween havoc you know what i mean so it's just it just sparks good memories for me so i'm always down also the aesthetic of halloween Mm -hmm. havoc you know so like we talked about like in the cage it was kind of out of place maybe but like as we go further on in halloween havoc you know you start to see like you know i just picture that big skull Mm-hmm. for wcw yeah. how mm-hmm. we have it like at the mm-hmm. entrance and then you know they do um the the tombstones yeah at yeah. some point yeah. so like i always thought like the aesthetic was always super cool did the and crossover funny, with snickers ever interfere yeah. for you because <laughs> nah. that was slim jim slim jim i'm sorry yeah. i'm yeah. sorry what the hell yeah, yeah man i was eating slim jims watching <laughs> i think it's funny i haven't really ever thought about like my favorite wcw pay-per-view but it probably is how we yeah. have it so fun i told you guys uh off the air um a match with the steiners and the nasty boys that i really like and yeah. that's yes. at a halloween havoc yeah yeah so yeah the aesthetic's always cool for that let us know in the comments all about halloween havoc 89 what are you being for Halloween this year? What are you being for Halloween? Mm-hmm. What do you think about this uh, main event match? Was what do you it? Think about Lex Luger. What do you think about Lex Luger? What do you think about? What was it? The um, sorry, the SWAT, the Simone SWAT, Simone team. SWAT team. No, the uh, the guy, the third guy. Oh yeah, yeah, Savage. Yeah, Simone Savage. Tell us what you think about Simone Savage. Tonga Kid, Thomas. Was I, be, was I being brutal? I don't know. I thought he sucked in that match, but <laughs> let me know. Let me know. Just in that match. Yeah, he got the big dub, pal. Big he dub, right. sure, sure did. Good memories of WCW. Shout out again to the man Jim Ross, who was excellent. Oh, so good. Why not? Why not? While uh, we're my here, goat. my well, goat. Why not? Let's give an MVP of the show. Why not? Oh, 
Oh, let me think. MVP. I know I'm putting you on the MVP spot. Of I got to go. Anyone. I got to go basic answer. I'm going to say Terry Funk. Funny mm. promo. Oh, good. Star, star of the match. That's not a bad answer. My well, <laughs> there it is. Know what I'm going to go with? That's a little bit uh, unorthodox. What do I'm going to go with Jim freaking Ross. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's good. He, that's a, honestly, like he yeah. brought that's a good call. so much joy to this show for me. Mm-hmm. And like he's got me like, oh, man, is that true? I'm like Googling stuff, like seeing if he's right. And I'm like, man, that really happened. Like I never knew Ric Flair discovered Stan Lane at a beach party. Like yeah, yeah. that's that's cool to me, man. So Jim Ross, my answer. How about you, John Boyd? I'm with you. I, I'm going to yeah, just, that's a just hop call. right on your back because that's what got me thinking. When, think, when I was saying shout out to Jim Ross or Sting, I was going to give them both some props. I'll go JR, MVP of the show. It's just so worth it to go back and listen to this man in his prime call. So good. And him, Sting, still going. Cool to see. Yep. All these years later. So that was Halloween Havoc 89. This has been No Soul for the East West Connection. We'll catch you next time. And that's the bottom line. There's no soul said so.